0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years, magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready, PG.
0: gentlemen, the show is about to start in ten, nine, eight, 7,
1: 6, 5, 4, three, two, one.
0: You'll be
2: on the mountain.
1: It's time for inside the game The show! by the Barndominium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Touchdown, Carolina!
3: Touchdown, Ace Sanders! <laughs> nine, nine, eight, 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 eight. Pressure, and just dives in!
2: Sherbert, Bill Wollinex, and Jamie Bradford.
4: All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks, the show live always from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of the Gamecocks athletic department. Sinorama.com. They are located in West Columbia, Gamecock owned and operator of course we're served by chicken cock whiskey all i can say is when the in-laws are in town thank god for chicken cock whiskey you can find chicken cock near you by pulling up the chief sports app and uh, clicking on the chicken cock challenge it, type in your address it'll show you the nearest store that's got it available it's uh for the for the for how good it is the quality very well priced and we are honored to be partners with them at Chicken Cock. And, of course, we're built by the Barn Co. Where you can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot if you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee. You'll probably notice it is only Phil and myself. JC was scheduled to be in here. Uh, he sent me a text about an hour ago and said, Dude, I don't have the voice, and I'm going to need one more day. Uh, so we're going to give him one more day. We we I asked Mad Dog what he thought, Mad Dog uh, kindly, uh, kindly let him out, and so we'll give him another twenty-four hours off. I know he did a couple of radio hits this morning. I think in Tuscaloosa, Phil, and I think he did, I think yeah, he did one he in, in Nashville.
5: Bill, Bill King, I think, yeah,
4: yeah, Bill, and then down there with the Sandersons in in T town. So uh, he said after those two, he, he didn't have anything. So that's all right. We're good. John Whittle will join us in 15 minutes, and then Mike Morgan will be back to co-host the final couple of hours as part of as uh, as uh, as as part of the the uh, Power Hour with uh, Mike Morgan that we do a couple of times a week here on our program. Yesterday they had the All American Bowl. Uh, nothing really crazy coming out of it. We'll we'll dabble in that a little bit today. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend in college hoops, as you well know. We discussed it, of course, yesterday with Mike, and we'll discuss it again with Mike and with John. Uh, and then the big news from Columbia was that Montario Hardesty will be moving on from the Gamecock football program. Shane Beamer uh, has made the decision to make a change at the running back position or the running back coach position, I should say. And uh, they are, are in the um, in the market for a new one. Now, there are some names that have been kind of kind of popping out. Uh, Jimmy Smith is one that obviously is coming up. He's from Darlington. He's been at Arkansas. He's A fairly young guy. He's a really good coach, and he coached a guy who's already coming in, right, Rocket Sanders. So uh, there is a natural tie there. I can tell you that I have heard his name come up too. Um, Now I don't know what it means. All I know is that uh, it's been presented to me that Jimmy Smith is an option for Shane Beamer, and um, and maybe you know we'll we'll see if there's any movement on that. Uh, The portal also, Phil. Uh, It's a busy couple of days. We've got a few more where where prospects can kind of get in and out. And the Gamecocks did receive a commitment yesterday. Um, And I'm not too sure when that will become public, but um, but they did receive a commitment. And my understandings are hoping to receive at least a couple more this weekend uh, from positions of need. And you could probably guess what those are, linebacker, uh, maybe offensive line, and maybe – Maybe wide receiver and those type things. So, uh, Carolina is still very active in the portal, and they will be again in a in a few months. All right. Well, after all that, uh, a long introduction. There he is, Mad Dog Molinax. Uh, it in
5: morning. Studio One today. Good morning, Studio One. That's right, Studio A. Yeah, doing yeah. well, man. Doing well. It's funny you you talk about chicken cock. And it's perfect for when your uh, in laws are in town. I live two minutes away from mine, so it's always. Right hour,
3: <laughs>
5: it's yeah. Bad time around my house for no. something. No, no, that's all right. No, it's good. It's good. It works out well. Yeah, I don't know. I keep seeing G Smith's name come up too in regard to the running back coach position. But I mean, who knows if it's got legs? I mean, you know, it. It's all fans. I start hearing it makes sense. You know, you start adding. You know, everybody's down in their basement with their strings and pictures and, you know, trying to tie everybody together and who's going to be in here next when nobody really knows the mind of Shane Beamer other than Shane Beamer. So it'll all be in his time just as it has been. Yeah. Yeah, it will be.
4: And, you know, or will there be more staff changes? Uh, I don't know. I would, I I would probably anticipate that something else uh, will happen, but I, I don't know if that'll be because somebody gets fired if that
5: makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, there's still plenty of options for some of these guys to move on of their own volition. Uh, right. Yeah, and and I, I think when we, you know, if we kind of look at the Marcus Satterfield situation as it ended, uh, you know, he was allowed to find himself a new home, right? <laughs> so we don't know if there's some of that going on too. Hey, like, listen, maybe uh, maybe you need to look around, put out some feelers.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I, look, Shane. He's. I've never done this, okay, and and I and I always find it very comical of people who you know who judge these guys. We've never been in their shoes, and we don't understand uh, how they do it. Now, you can agree or disagree. Uh, you, you, we're all welcome to have an opinion. Um, you know, it's it's pretty natural to see coaches just step out on a ledge and fire guys when they're not doing well. We we, we see that often. It, it really steals the headlines, and so that's kind of what the ingrained way of thinking that we all have, and I understand that. Um, there are coaches out there, though, who, because it doesn't steal the headlines, uh, you don't hear enough about it, but they do kind of do it quietly and in their own way. Um, it, 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 it has happened. There's oftentimes when you hear guys taking another job, that's, that's a guy who has been informed, this ain't working. And, and here's why it's not working. And, but they say face, right? The rest of the world, we, we don't know. We just see them taking another job. So they're just taking another job in our eyes. Well, it's, it's really no different here for the really, really for the first real time since, since Shane has been at South Carolina. You know, it kind of came down with the iron fist of no. I'm making a change here now. Who knows if, if they've been working on this for a while and things just didn't really work out, or needed a contract to expire, or something like that. You know, you never really know the full story. But uh, what I'm kind of getting at here is um, just because, like I saw yesterday, and I really have done it. Thank God for the holidays because it got me away from the message boards and and the toxicity of people who just really, I can't believe that they spend that much time posting on message boards every day i don't understand how people do it but um you know people already asking the question all right well this guy needs to go next well who who's getting fired next really like seriously dude like that's what that's it that's your thought process like you you go to a message board after a guy gets canned and your first question is who gets fired next i would never hire you to work for me ever if you're that negative in life. And I just find it baffling that there are people that literally like that's their game. That's the way they live and breathe and think. I don't understand it. So, um whatever changes happen next and I again, I think that there probably will be uh I it, I'm not so sure that it's going to work out just the way that this one just did with Montario. Yeah.
5: yeah, I mean, you know, it just there's no way of knowing Like you said at the at the, the beginning of that, JB is like, we've never done this. You know, we've never had to make that kind of decision. Uh, and, and you know that you form relationships with people that you work with. So, I mean, it's only natural to think that, that there are things that aren't working and, and an employer has the ability to allow an employee to kind of save a little face without just kicking them out on the street that, that you know, there's nothing wrong with that being the approach. No. Uh, and I mean, as, lo- as long
3: know, as you're house, yeah. As long as, as long as, like yeah, as long I mean, as you're protected
5: too.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not sacrificing yourself in the name of saving face. If it all works out to where you're good, you're good. Like I get, but like if the program's going to suffer because you just want to make sure that you don't hurt this guy's
5: feelings, yeah, yeah you can't do
4: that. Like, you got you know to be able to slam <laughs> yeah. the axe down. Yeah, absolutely.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't think we've seen anything out of Shane Beamer and company, you know, down there saying that, oh, they just protect this guy just because they're friends and things like that. I mean, it, 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 it's still – you have to realize, too, that some of these coaching changes that we're dealing with now, you're still dealing with a coach that's just finished his third year as a head coach. Mm-hmm. So there's still going to be, you know – him doing things the way that he does them and we still don't really have a track record for some of that yet so it's like you can't really say well he's done this so this is the way it's going to be or you know he did this in the past uh so this is what we kind of expect in this situation so it's all still kind of new for everybody yeah yeah it is
4: it it is and you know you really never want to have to fire anybody but at the same time you also kind of want to have everybody oh, coming after your coaches because you, know, you got good ones. It's a, it's such a strange yeah. ordeal, right? Like, don't want to have to fire mm-hmm. people, but but it sure would be nice every year to have uh, coaches calling about all ten of your assistants because that means you got really good ones. Um, so you'd still have turnover. So yeah. you know, it, it just that's the world where we live in, and and there's nothing you can really do about. it. I still look back a few years ago, and and I'm just still baffled. As to how Clemson kept that entire staff together for so long, I, I mean, I didn't. You don't have to like them, and I'm not saying that I do, um, but I respect the fact that they were able to hang on to a staff like that. That's insane, and clearly it worked out. They won a couple of national championships, and mm-hmm. um, um, but that's certainly not happening up there for them for them anymore.
5: Uh, the name well, yeah. regarding them. How many? How many assistants and and you know have moved on from that program to do great things at others. Uh, no, I mean, well, none of them except kinda, for, yeah, you know, Brent. you know, Brent Venables is, and that's still kind of to be determined Yeah, <laughs> as to how yeah. his team reacts into the new conference this year. So, well, that's right. It's yeah. No, I agree,
4: Phil. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, Brent, Brent's been the most successful. I mean, golly, the Jeff Scott situation at South Florida was a disaster. <laughs> Yes. Chad Morris was a disaster. Um,
5: who? Who is there? Anybody else, or is that it? I'm trying to think. I I really just don't think it's. Oh no, Tony. Uh, Tony's Tony. A, Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and
4: that's TBD. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I he stepped into it. Brutal
5: situation. So yeah, 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 yeah. I think he made the best of what he had available to him this year, and winning yeah. some of those games that they were actually able to pull off. <laughs> my, here's my man Quantrill. Uh, they were under the. <laughs> that's right i love it yeah yeah there's it's that orange fog up here man that's it quantrell it, it gets a hold of them and then they can't find them when they're in there and then when they get out of it they don't know what the hell they're doing
4: <laughs> well they, that's right they get out of there they, they go to south florida and they're like when well, i wait a second hold uh, on that's not how this works uh yeah ken uh the boc on my hat is you can purchase it at uh, patrickdavismusic.com it does stand for big old cock uh the uh the song.
5: All right. I love the way he sold it. He was like, that way you can just put it out there and it means what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, it means what it means.
4: Um, I remember a few years ago, this has been a little while back, but he had to, the university wanted to play that song in uh, Williams Price and do some things with it from a marketing standpoint, and they should. It kind of is the unofficial anthem of the Gamecocks, um, but uh, they made him rewrite it. And I'm not sure if anybody ever caught this, but they made him rewrite it to big old Gamecock, uh, so people would understand like what he was referring to. And I told him, I said, I would have never done that. And he's like, yeah, Well, you know, if they they weren't writing you the check, they're writing me the check. That's <laughs> right. <I> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is a good point. But um, yeah, so they had to make sure that they had you know kind of opposing fans coming in things like that. Everybody kind of understood what was going on and this, that, and the other. But anyways, it's not like that anymore. It's uh, – they've, they've, they've worked it all out. So Patrick's done a nice job marketing himself through our great university. All right. Um, the Nana Sports chat box is alive and well. We hope that you'll jump in. Somebody may be listening for the first time or watching for the first time today. Don't be scared of these guys are in there every single day, and the large majority of them are harmless. Uh, some of them will – not too sure about that. most of these guys will welcome you with open arms. We've got 25 to 30,000 people a day that watch and listen to our program. And we invite all of you to be a part of it in any special way that you can. Uh, the McKellar Enterprises will be welcoming John Whittle here in about five minutes. We spent a few days with John down in South Florida last week to honor JC and Nat and their wedding. And uh, can't wait to catch up with him again. He's actually been battling a cold uh, as well. Over the last couple of days, so glad to have John in, and then Mike will be popping in here with us uh, in just a little while. I've got to – if uh, if if any of you, I'll I'll end this segment on this totally non sports related. But last night, I I I texted uh, Phil and Mike <laughs> and JC. Man, uh, so look, I I'm not a big like I don't watch a lot of Wheel of Fortune. Um, or you know, uh, Jeopardy or or anything like that. Um, but last night it just happened to be on before I'm taking the kids up to put them in a bath and and lay them down. And th- this this first of all, I I didn't get the whole thing on video. If but if you can go back and watch the entire first phrase of Wheel of Fortune last night, if you can find it somewhere first of all the first guy he's made like ten grand including a sixteen it, it, the phrase was, was incredibly long and he won like ten grand including like a sixteen thousand dollar trip to australia and and he's getting greedy there's only two letters left and he spins and he goes bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> the, the next the next girl spins gets one of the letters, there's one letter left, and it's a G. If you have any brain in your head, you know it's a G. And she spends, and she loses the $1,000 that she just won. On the last minute, I'm like, just, what are you doing? Just answer the question. It goes to the next lady who says, I'm going to solve. And the, the phrase was congenial. Company and clever conversation. It all starts with a C. Congenial company and clever conversation. the The lady who answers this says, "And by the way, she she guessed a G, like she guessed the G. She she spun one seven hundred fifty bucks." And said, "I'll take a G to try to win some money." So it's the it. The board, board is, is revealed. Yeah, yeah. The board is, is revealed. All you got to do is read it.
5: Read the words.
4: <laughs> Congenial company and clever conversation, and she says, "Congenial company and clever conversation." And Pat say, "Jack," without a crack of a smile or an ounce of feel bad
5: or anything. No. <laughs> yeah. That's one of his best moves. Over the break, I actually saw a—I a, saw one where the guy had won like the million dollars. Yeah, like the tiny little million-dollar strip between the two bankrupt. He get, he pulls the last letter out full board and just botched it and oh. lost a million bucks because he he couldn't pronounce the word. It was- <laughs> I, 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 dude, I just. Well, Jeopardy's more forgiving on mispronunciation, you know, than it yeah. is on real. apparently. That's, that's their hard line yeah. right there. There you just go. Say Jack, tell oh, you no. that was funny. That yeah. was, that was so <laughs> funny. I mean,
4: I could, I kept, I had to rewind it. And so anyways, uh, if you didn't see that and you need something to get you going and laughing today, please find that, that just the first phrase, uh, maybe watch the whole thing and watch this guy just make all this money and then blow it all. Uh, and then watch this lady screw it up the end. Unbelievable. Uh, good to see Braddock 843 in there. Hey, man, appreciate yeah, you. You're welcome, man. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're one of 30,000, too, and uh, we're glad to have you. Download the Chief Sports app, my man, and uh, you can watch us and listen to us and the rest of our network anytime. JC and Morgan, um, the brand-new uh, podcast we have just uh, debuted last month that is hosted by Colin Morris and Chad Holbrook and Scotty, Scotty Freer. It's called Chin Music. You'll love it. Uh, I'm telling you, you will absolutely love it. Got a road trip somewhere. Listen to a couple of episodes, some unbelievable guests that they've got on there. Blake Mitchell, Roy Williams, Mark Bryan, other big, 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 big names coming. Uh, Really excited for those guys. And um, so check us out by downloading the Chief Sports app. All right. uh, It's 1121, Phil. We've talked our way into overtime and we got to hit a timeout. But when we return, the recovering from sickness. And but the great John Whittle with the big Spur will fill us in on some of the coaching details, the portal, and more right here on inside the Gamecocks the show it's twenty twenty four and it's time to get in shape. Charleston Fitness Equipment can help you do just that in Mount Pleasant. The Wilkins family, big Gamecock fans, and proud supporters of Carolina Rise and our programming on the Chief Sports Network. But most importantly, proud supporters of you getting healthy and staying healthy. From CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com. Find them on the Chief Sports app and in Mount Pleasant. Happy New Year.
2: sandwiches every time 803-543-6297 803-543-6297
4: rescues and resin proud supporters of carolina rise they are also proud partners of the show they make products you can't get anywhere else custom designed wood and resin products that make your tailgate make your home or make anything stand out order a custom cutting board coasters, wall art, tables, and more. Contact Dustin and Tabitha at rescuesandresin.com today, rescuesandresin.com, and put your imagination to work. Rescues and Resin, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. So, I boy
0: I I Turn my swag on.
4: It's 1125. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co. And always live from the Sinorama Studios, the great John Whittle with the Big Spur joining us. Today. How are you feeling?
6: Mm, a little under the weather, but we're going to power through for a little while. See see
4: how it goes. All right. Well, JC JC couldn't do the same today, so um, you win the medal for bravest bravest staff member right. award How about that
5: most dedicated yeah, yeah. most dedicated, most dedicated, big dedicated yeah. So you, you caught it you yeah. caught whatever they had or have i guess
6: um probably probably picked it up on the party bus if i'm guessing um yeah. but you know we'll we'll soldier on right
4: yeah yeah well <laughs> we appreciate you man first and foremost it was it was a lot of fun to spend few days with you down there in uh in south florida that was uh we had a good time good group of dudes and uh glad you made the trip man i you're nuts for driving you and phil both but <laughs> glad you made the trip i'm glad we got to spend time with you yeah yeah had, absolutely.
6: absolutely had a great time and certainly wish jc and nat the best yeah
4: yeah me too absolutely for well sure. mainly, so right, that, he mainly, mainly that, that. right
5: <laughs> she needs it more i agree with that yeah <laughs>
4: Um, uh, breaking news out of the, uh, tra- uh, from the transfer portal. And, 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 here you go again, you know, guys, it, it's not just, this doesn't just happen at South Carolina, quinshaw Jud- Quinsha Judkins, the star running back, probably the best running back in the league is transferring from Ole Miss. Oh, wow. And that's a big, that's a big hit. That's a big hit uh, for the rebels. So, I mean, you know, but John it's hard not to speculate, right? And not we didn't bring you on to talk old Miss football, but it's hard not to speculate. He, he can't be unhappy. He's the star of the offense. Um, you know, we know that he's got all kinds of NIL deals, but you you do have to speculate and wonder, is it a is it a money thing? Is it a homesickness thing? You know, what is it? I don't know if we'll ever get the full story, but, um, but that when these big names happen for people that you, we all feel like would have no reason to transfer we do. We start thinking about the why. And, and of course, it takes down a little bit of a rabbit hole.
6: Yeah. Uh, I mean, more often than not, it's a money thing. Uh, obviously, um, homesickness is not something that I can I can get behind. Now, wanting to be wanting to make things easier on your family to, to travel. I mean, that makes some sense. But come on. what These guys going home, wanting to go home every weekend to get a home cooked meal and get their laundry done. I don't know about y'all, but when I was in college, I wanted to stay stay as far away from home as possible. Uh, So that was part
5: of the appeal of college,
6: John. Yeah, get out of the house. (laughs) Exactly. So you know, if if uh, if they want to lessen the burden on their family, okay, whatever. Homesickness that 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 has never added up to me. So yeah, um, but but I'm sure it's I'm sure some type of I'm sure some type of money thing. I mean, that's what it. That's what it is, and and uh, the transfer portal more often than not, and you know, in and in you know, normal people's jobs more often than not, we we uh, we leave our jobs typically for more money, not always, but typically.
4: Well, that's a good point. Yep, that's a good point. Uh good point here in the uh, Nano Sports chat box too. That Quinchon Judkins is actually from an area near the plains of Auburn, Alabama. So that boy, that would be something that would help get the. Get the ball rolling over there quick, huh? And we'll see if it all works out. But um, anyways, it's not just South Carolina is kind of my point. Gamecock, so yesterday, speaking of running backs, did uh, officially relieve Montario Hardesty of his duties. He is uh, uh, looking for a new job somewhere, John. Something that's obviously been discussed ad nauseum as to whether he would be returning next season uh, as the coach of that position group here. Uh, Your thoughts? on the decision to let him go and um, potentially where the Gamecocks go from there.
6: I get it. A hundred percent. I mean, at some point you got to be judged on production, right? And, you know, he's been in South Carolina for three years and, you know, I'm not going to pretend that, that, um, you know, rushing, rushing stats are all just solely on him. So much of it is on, on offensive coordinator, offensive line, but, you know, at the end of the day, you finished 11th in the SEC and rushing back his, in 2021, uh, finished 12th in 22, finished last um, here this year in 23. Um, you know, he had, he, he had Kevin Harris and Zaquandre White his first year. And, you know, Harris suffered through some injuries that year, had the back, back problem. But he went from the second leading rusher of the year before to I think it was 14th in the SEC, um, you know, in, in Ontario's first year. Um, you know, it just, it it wasn't going in the right direction. Uh, But, you know, I, part of me sympathizes a little bit because, you know, he was set up in a, in, you know, the best position he's probably been set up in, uh, except for maybe his first year, uh, going into next year with, with the three transfers. Um, But, you know, at some point you've got to, got to uh, show some improvement and, and show some production. And, you know, three years is, is, uh almost an eternity for an assistant football coach now i mean those those guys are are through pretty quickly if if you're not showing something so um you know three years certainly seems like enough time for me to to uh to base a decision off of
4: all right so uh, according to your reporting yesterday i'm going to quote you in this hardesty quote hardesty was given a one-year contract extension following the 2022 season. And is under contract until December thirty first of this year, twenty twenty four. He will be owed his contract, which totals four hundred thousand dollars to year, subject to mitigation. So, not that these are huge numbers, like you know, the game costs don't owe somebody forty million dollars here, thirteen million dollars. But what what exactly does that mean? They owe him this final year of his contract? There's no buyout, or or they can negotiate it down.
6: Well, it's uh, you know, he's expected to go try to get another job, and you know, the, the, that salary will be offset by whatever his, his uh, new job pays him. So, um, you know, if I, I don't know what the, I don't know exactly what happens if he doesn't try to go pursue another job, but the there's language in his, in his actual contract media, we get a contract summary. We get, we get kind of the bullet points, the basics of, of what the, uh, what the contract says, we don't get the entirety of the contract, so I, I can't sit here and tell you exactly what he what it what it says in terms of uh, in terms of uh, you know what um, he has to do. But he's uh, expected to go out and try to find another job, and then that the the four hundred thousand is all set by by whatever his new job will pay him.
4: Carolina obviously needs to fill this position. Position John, a name that was mentioned to me yesterday, clearly. I'm sure a lot of people who have some sort of connection to somebody have heard this name as well, Jimmy Smith. He's from Darlington, um, and he has been the running back's coach at uh, at Arkansas. Well, his former star is now the running back at South Carolina or one of them in Rocket Sanders. Has that name been tossed around to you, or are you are you in the process of, of putting together a preliminary list of uh, targets for Carolina?
6: Yes. Yes. Still in that process. And, you know, that's somebody who has certainly been mentioned this year and and last year too, for that matter, if, if Shane had made, it made a change last year, but um, you know, sometimes the, the easy answer is is actually the right answer. And, and to me, um, you know, this is the easy answer and and the right answer uh, to, to go, go bring him back to the Palmetto state. You know, I think he's done a really nice job both from a, a recruiting and coaching standpoint and you know I, I think that he would be a, a really nice hire here
4: John Whittle the big spurts 1133 here on inside the Gamecocks the show presented in part by our friends at gamecocktraditions.com traditions.com or if you're in the midlands just gamecock traditions you can walk in the door but we can't do that because I live down in the low country gamecock traditionscom will send it whatever it is whatever you order right to your doorstep uh John you Obviously, here it's January the fourth. Uh, there are other schools making moves. Um, I, I don't, I don't think Carolina's done, uh, and and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that Shane Beamer is set to relieve another member of his duties either. I just, I just have a gut feeling that there's going to be additional movement on this staff. Uh, what does your gut tell you?
6: Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I still think there's going to be another move or two um before before th- before the dust settles um you know I, I don't i just i don't think you can stand pat after after last season and making making one change I, I don't think is is uh is the right answer either and you know we've we've seen it before that you know shane wants to let guys if if he can have the opportunity to to uh to find another job just like most head coaches do um and you know i, I think we'll see it play out O- over time, a little bit more so than than just
4: ha- than it just happening in one wave. John, this morning you posted something on the uh, on the Big Spur, and uh, it was something that you posted on the Big Spur one month ago today. As a matter of fact, eleven players the game cuts can't lose to the NCAA portal. Now, of course, we encourage everybody who has a membership to go read this um and if those that don't have a membership uh, to get one and then go read this but your point was if those 11 only one has departed the program what's that tell you
6: i mean yeah, i think that's good overall i mean you could have certainly um made a case for some other guys and and other guys who who did end up leaving i mean you could certainly make a case for for pup howard and you know when i went back i i, I thought about that piece last night and went back and and found it this morning and you know, to be honest, I thought I had put Pup Howard on there because I, I thought he was a, a big piece going forward and I didn't think that he's somebody that South Carolina really could lose. So, you know, I thought I had two on there. I knew I had Mario and and thought I had Pup, and I think I probably should have. I, I, I do think I do think Pup is a loss, not necessarily based on on um, you know, what his play was this past season, but you know, just because of uh the upside that he has and, and the ability that he has but also because, you know, he was a, uh, certainly a key recruit in, in, terms of, in terms of being a recruiter as well. Um, you know, he convinced a whole lot of people to, to come join him at South Carolina. And, you know, when you have a voice like that, decide that, you know, somewhere else is best for him, that's, that's a little bit of a black eye. So, you know, I, I thought losing Pup was a big deal, but I, I do think that the fact that you're able to hold on to, to most of the guys who I considered very important, um, and you know it's just one person's opinion, but if, if you hold on to most of those guys that that uh, you consider guys that you can't you can't lose, you know I, I think it's I think it's been okay. Now South Carolina certainly lost a a bunch of players in quantity, and that never that never uh, uh, looks good from a national perspective. You you look and and see you know what's what the heck's going on down there? They must not like it. Um, you know they must not. Be evaluating properly they must not be bringing in the right guys but i i do think that uh i, I do think that you know when, when you dissect kind of the nitty-gritty of it uh south carolina ended up okay
4: yeah i don't think that all that stuff matters anymore john i mean honestly i really don't like you we're we're continuing to i'm not saying you're you're incorrect with what you're saying as far as the outside world looking in, I'm talking about the outside world itself. Like we're, we, as a society that, that cares about college football or college athletics in general, a lot of times continue to judge it in the way that it used to be judged in the old system that it was, it's a new, it's a new world now. Everything, everything's brand new. And so like, I mean, we see teams with 15, 20 transfers a year turn around and, 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 and they win immediately. I, I pointed out yesterday that the average transfer portal ranking and recruiting ranking for Michigan and in, in Washington really is awful for what you'd think for two teams playing for a national championship, especially especially Washington. I, I think what we're I think we're in this phase of continuing to to learn that there are different ways to skin a cat right now. And and you've got to figure out what is the best way to skin your cat. I don't know that Carolina's figured that out yet, but I'm not sure many teams have, uh, John. So when you have 20, 20 guys leave in the portal, you know it, you just went five and seven. I mean, like, I don't know if they went if they went ten and two and you had 20 guys leave. I, I you know that might be a little bit more concerning here, uh, but but they did go five and seven as well, right? So, you know, I mean, maybe maybe they are upgrading. Maybe they do need to focus more on development and less on just signing you know, high-quality players. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not so sure that judging it the way that we used to judge it three or four years ago is necessary anymore.
6: Yeah, I I mean, I, I agree certainly to, to some extent, but I will say that, you know, with uh, – what what did we say earlier? Why, why do most people get into the portal? Money, right? Money, Money.
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what,
6: what, is, what is South Carolina near the bottom of in the SEC when it comes to NIL? Yeah. Let me. Yep. Yeah. yeah so what that what that means to me is is like you've got to keep around some of your good players because it's not like you have bookers of dollars to to go out and spend. Um, you know, I I think South Carolina is in a okay place from an NIL standpoint and improving. Um, you know, I, I think that some of some of what's out there. I mean, I I think a lot of what's out there from an NIL standpoint just isn't real. Um, but you know, I, 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 there are certainly more programs than not that are in a better NIL position in South Carolina. So when you bring in a guy like Puff Howard, who everybody wants, you've got to figure out a way to, to, to do something with them. I mean, he, he could have gone anywhere in the country you wanted to go. And you've got to be sure that you hang on to those guys because you want to, you want to go out – I hate to throw his name under the bus, but you you want to go out and replace Omega Blake with somebody better. You don't want to go out and try to replace Puff Howard with somebody better. You want to keep Puff Howard, mm-hmm. and you want to spend, spend that money on on getting in better wide receivers who you know can't help. You think Puff Howard can help at some point. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't this year, but you think he can help at some point. So, you know, if, I don't think that it's very sustainable for South Carolina to – to uh, have to go out and sign 20 players every year out of the portal and, and keep guys happy. Um, I, I just, I think you've got to got to do the best job of of maximizing your roster and, and then of, of what your talent is currently on the roster and then go out and, and uh, supplement that roster with the best players you can get out of the portal. And I think Shane's done a really nice job in, in recruiting the portal uh, over the course of his time. Last year wasn't, wasn't banner, uh, but this year is certainly, certainly better. And, you know, his first year uh, was certainly really good. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different elements at play. And like you said, like it's a, it's a moving target. Um, You know, it it changes so much of this changes every day. Forget year to year, every day. And, you know, you just got to, got to manage it as best you can. And then when the dust settles, you hope you're looking, Looking at, uh, at a at a roster that can compete.
4: We're driven by love Chevrolet. We love love Chevy. New years, new deals. Love Chevrolet in Columbia. Yeah, no, I it, John, I'm with you on that. You can't you can't flip twenty a year. You're already going to have guys graduating. Uh, you're going to have guys going down with injuries, and and hopefully those are the only reasons really that you're that you're losing guys, except for the draft, of course. So when you take the draft and graduates and injuries. You're already generally replacing twenty or more guys, right? So uh, then, when you include this thing they call the portal, now you replace now you replace half your roster every year. You'll never win. I get that. And if you're doing that, then you're not developing. If you're not developing, you're getting your rear end kicked. Um, but what I guess what I was saying, and I probably didn't say it right. Let me let me rephrase it. A year where you have to go out and do this, you know, every few years, like I, this is probably going to become more commonplace. Yesterday, how about Bama? They got like 10 dudes were in the portal in 15 minutes. So clearly, clearly they were going through whatever they were going through down there. Right, John, end of year meetings, wrapping up and things like that. Guys walking out and saying, all right, well, I'm dipping. These are starters at Alabama. We know they don't have NIL problems. So like it's again, I I don't know that there's a everything is different. Quinshawn Judkins is in. And he's got no reason to be leaving Ole Miss unless he just thinks he's going to go out and get millions and millions of dollars. Um, that's why I think going back to, and we'll move on, I, I want to get into some basketball with you and not to do what J.C. does to you, ask the question and then answer it. Mm-hmm. But um, Lenore Sellers is the perceived future at that position, quarterback position in South Carolina. That's why I've constantly said, you have got to recruit over everybody. You just have to, I mean, Quinshot Judkins, like nobody had any reason to believe the guy's going to be leaving Ole Miss. He's run for 3000 yards or whatever it is in the last two years, he's gone. So you have to recruit over him. You got it. Cause you can't trust anything. Money is money. Somebody comes along and says, we can get you this. You just got to get in the portal, but it's going to change your life. Nine out of these 10 kids are going to do it no matter how much they love where they are. And when you don't have money, you have to recruit over it. Uh, So I just, it's crazy where we are, John, but I'll, Give you the final word on that as I just rambled on for the last five minutes of your time no no
6: i mean i, I agree with you I agree with you it's uh it's a weird world we're living in uh right now. I mean I don't know about you, but i don't i I don't think many people expected um you know anything like this even a couple of years ago, even right. when nil was was first mentioned as as uh you know happening um you know it's just uh, the the college football world is has gone a little bit crazy.
4: It has certainly done that. Speaking of crazy, how about the Gamecocks? They are twelve and one in the non-con, and they will enter SEC play this weekend. We've had this game circled for a really almost about a month, uh, John. Almost about a month. We kind of knew if they could finish it out, uh, you know, and, and and get that get to that twelve and one record, they were going to come in against the Mississippi State team that's right where they are in the net rankings. Uh, right where they are in the in all the projections and the bracketologies and all those type of things, this is a huge, huge first game in league play. Matter of fact, I don't – go back. When, when have we had a, an SEC game of this magnitude in game one to open the conference slate? Like you can't really say that about the 16-17 season because at that point in time they weren't projected in the tournament like they are now
6: yeah i mean it's certainly certainly a big deal nationally televised game two on 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 cbs so um you know certainly certainly a big deal and it's a uh i think it's a quad two opportunity for 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 south carolina this week. And i think mississippi state is 35 maybe um in the in the net in the net rankings 34 uh so with it being a home game that's that's quad two but you know south carolina needs some of these some of these games as well they've only played uh three quad one or quad two teams. And, you know, it's certainly a, a, uh, you know, big deal th- this weekend, you know, they've, uh, um, Mississippi state has, has lost a couple here, here recently, uh, Georgia tech and, and Southern, um, you know, Georgia tech, you know, they got, they got beat up on last night. Uh, I, at least I'd, I I watched a little bit of the first half of that Georgia tech game and, and they were getting pummeled. I don't know what the final score ended up being, but, um, and then Southern lost to Southern, so you know it's uh, it's certainly certainly a big opportunity here uh, on Saturday to get get things off going in the in the right direction, and then travel to face Alabama next week
4: on Tuesday. Yeah, January is a tough month for for Gamecock basketball. They have slipped a little bit in the net rankings, and they haven't even played. That's based on what other teams do. That affects all this. Uh, but uh, Carolina right now currently sits at forty seven. And Mississippi State sits at 34. Uh so this obviously would be a a quad one victory this weekend over the Bulldogs if they can get them at home at Colonial Life Arena. Do you have any idea how many tickets are left for this game? Out of curiosity?
6: Not many. I haven't looked for an update here recently, but I think it's about a thousand. Um and I, I don't know how full it'll be. You know, the uh the students are, are still not back yet. Um so hopefully, uh ho- hopefully um Hopefully the, the crowd on, on Saturday will still still be really good, and I, I think it will be. Uh,
4: I think if there's anything that I've noticed with this team, John, um, this year, although they've won 12 of their 13 with only that five-point loss against Clemson on the road, who, by the way, got, they got beat pretty good last night against uh, Miami down in Coral Gables. But I, I would say if there's anything that I've noticed, first of all, the last couple of games, I felt like they needed that 27-point win. Uh, over Elon, thirty-two point win over Florida A and M from a confidence standpoint. But when they've had long layoffs, they've they've been a little, little cold, uh, firing up the firing up the rock. John, uh, any concern there this weekend with state coming in? They play a they play a gritty, tough brand of basketball.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a little bit of concern there because, as you mentioned, you know they've they've been, uh, I think, three different times where they've had had a long break and haven't really, you know, come out come out clicking. Um but you know you're going to have to figure out a way to to uh to to fix that and I think that um there are ways to do that. You can be a little bit more aggressive early in driving the basketball and trying to create something in the lane. Uh, I think so many times South Carolina's come out and just just fired up fired up some threes and and um you know that's that's fine. I mean, I think they've taken a lot of good shots they just haven't made them um, necessarily early in those games so so maybe uh maybe being a little bit more aggressive early and uh kind of setting the tone and and settling in a little bit you know i think that that might be the right the right uh, um right way to go about it
4: how about josh gray lamont mentioned that uh, was it last week or the week before obviously they've he they've, they've had some issues i'm not exactly sure what the issues are but they've had, he has not played really But uh, Lamont publicly said, look, this this cat's got a role here and we need him in league play. He's a big body. I think we talked about this. John sitting down in uh, where were we? Well, Palm last week. He's a guy who's got some game. He can he can own own it. Uh, Any any word on him and and what he might be able to contribute moving forward?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a Josh Gray fan. You know, he. He uh, he was the second leading rebounder in SEC play last year um, amongst all SEC players had the second most rebounds behind Oscar sheboy uh, in, in the league that's that's really good that's something that you would would like to have especially when you know South Carolina isn't a great rebounding team they're not as bad as I thought going back and looking at at some of the numbers but they're they're not great and they need uh, you know a little bit of interior presence defensively shot blocking ability and so forth. So I'm I'm a I'm a Josh Grey proponent. I think he's I think he's a guy who can be helpful. That being said, like they've won some games this year without him contributing and you know, I think Lamont Paris has a pretty good feel for this team and you know, I don't know that he absolutely needs to be forced into the lineup. I mean, this team's doing some good things. And while he is different in stature, uh, Kyle Murray Boyles is going to take some of those inside post minutes um, that, that Gray would, would want and need. And, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, So I I don't, I don't know that, uh, you know, that forcing him into the lineup right now is, is absolutely the best idea, but I wouldn't file him away as somebody who's just on the end of the bench at this point either. I think that there's eventually going to be a role for him uh, out there to do something, but I, I'm not going to, e- even being a Josh Gray fan, even being a guy who thinks Josh Gray can be really helpful. I'm not going to sit here and say that you've got to figure it out, figure it out, Lamont, get, get him in there, get him going. I, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, needs to be what happens.
4: Lamont, Michi, and Miles Studi will all be available today, uh, around three fifteen, uh, to speak with the media, and um, that will kind of be a preview going into the weekend. Um, so I'm assuming we'll get more of an update on this. But from an injury standpoint, everybody else should be pretty pretty much good to go, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Did I miss anything, John? Any birds and the bees? Any stories that happened that you want to make sure you tell? Anything? No? Good.
6: The um, men's tennis team opened up the spring season ranked number
4: five in the country. Well, that's pretty good.
5: Oh, all right. Yeah. Yep.
4: All right. Missed <laughs> out on that. Tennis it is. Yeah. Well, we're, and we're 40, what are we, 43 days from first pitch, right? That sounds about right.
3: Yeah.
4: Sneaking up. No, it'll be here before you. I can't wait. I just can't wait. John, We first of all, you're a trooper, so thanks for jumping in with us for uh, about 30-whatever minutes it has been this morning. Hope you feel better. Great to see you last week. Happy New Year, all that type of stuff. And, uh, and we'll talk to you next week, brother.
6: All right, I've done my job for the day. I'm going to bed.
5: That's it. Yep. Yep. Well-deserved bedtime, John. Thanks. Hail, Alex, <laughs> somebody wake up. The rest yes. of the CBS is asleep. See you guys later. See you, man. Bye, John Whittle uh,
4: with the, uh, the Bean Spur. It's 11-53. Yeah. Hey, guys, we understand. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Mad Dog, it, we'll, we'll get it figured out on the production side. We understand that uh, for whatever that commercial break didn't properly play. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to get that worked out.
5: No idea, but we'll figure it out.
4: But, but uh, because it didn't play, Phil, if you don't mind, maybe play it again. No, oh, yeah,
5: I've got it you know, as, as not having been played, so I will attempt to play it again. <laughs> Man, good,
4: good. Um, we've got Mike Morgan coming up here in uh, less than 10 minutes. Mike will hang with us the rest of the afternoon. There is, uh, I want to get his reaction to the Quinshawn Judkins news, and um, we if you guys, if you haven't heard, the TV ratings for the playoffs were unbelievable. <laughs> but the specifically Michigan and Alabama, holy smoke!
3: Crazy.
5: Have You seen any of this? I caught it on It's not
3: surprising.
5: Yeah. available at home to watch things like this, but my goodness. <laughs> How many eyes?
4: <laughs> we'll tell you when we get back. Top 10 cable telecast of all time. Impressive. Mike, Mike Morgan up next. Right here on Inside the Gamecocks with the show.
0: Yeah,
5: Oh, Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the game, the show. Of course, presented to you by the Barn Co. Give the Barndo Co a call. $160 a square foot to build your own home. Not a bad deal. I was actually pricing some homes up here in Greenville. And uh, let's just say $160 sounds like a fairly decent deal. <laughs> but now it is time for Power Hour. Not sure where JB went. We are having issues with the videos today. So thank you for bearing with us all. But welcome in the Golden Tones of Mike Morgan. Mike, how are you doing today?
2: I I'm good. I, I hope uh I hope everything is gonna be okay, technically speaking. I, I see I see yeah, well, no JC today. He's still on the on the shelf, I guess.
5: Yes, he is
2: uh feeling
5: a little better, but his voice is gone.
2: <laughs> I, I I I've been there, man. Uh I absolutely know how that feels and it does not feel good. It really doesn't. It's uh, it sucks. So I, I I feel his pain. Um, I, I it's uh, clearly after the wedding, something was going around. Yes. Something, something because my wife was down for the count yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jamie tested positive for the flu. Yeah. Seems like my mic is sick, too. Um, And JC and, and his bride are, are down. So. This is like a it's like a mash unit, man. We're just trying to we're trying to piecemeal it together, trying to hold it together here to open up the year. I know <laughs> just just trying to try to bring in 2024, you know, without having any more casualties for crying out loud.
5: I know. I know. Well, the the anthem uh, took a hit on that one uh, <laughs> at noon here due to the technical issues. But we will uh, we'll hit it at the next break.
2: That way we still get it in. Okay, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I could sing yeah. it if you want, but we'd oh, probably we scare away a lot of people.
5: We'd probably do a beautiful rendition, Mike.
2: I, 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 know, I, I, I know one thing. I, I know D-Money, your wife, if and watching her karaoke skills, if she came out and sang, sung it, we'd be fine. I mean, that's, oh, yeah, that's uh, a talent. That's, yes. Ooh, that Lord, is yeah. a star Ooh. right there. D-Money, D uh, Mrs. Molinax, uh, or that's should right. I say you're the husband of, of D-Money. Oh, no, no, uh, that is it. Yeah, and with yeah. her,
5: always is Phil. Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was that was absolutely uh, classic. Had uh, had my wife and I laughing in tears. But um, at any rate, good afternoon to everybody. And um, well, there, there's there's Mr. Sorry. Boc. We're getting well, it all back together again. <laughs> I was taking off my
4: hoodie, and uh, and um, and then we've got that our things got up. unplugged. No, no. Well, I was gonna up. say
5: we don't get to see shirtless JB. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's... give the audience what they want, man. Right? Come
4: on. That's for that's for JC's next wedding. No, oh goodness. I'm just kidding. On oh, on the party no, bus, man. of course.
2: Yeah, no.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
5: That's where we all wow. got sick, Mike. That's what happened. I, mean, I, I guarantee know, I, you I, I there were, that, that was
2: front. a, that was a germ farm is what that party bus was. You know, it's why all, near the front. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, got, I, I don't know how often they sterilize the pole in the back. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not a metaphor. That's an actual pole that was in the back of the bus. Anyway, um, so catch me up on our number one, guys. Let me guess. Let me get, let me see. And I, didn't, was, I had to do some other things down here. Wasn't able to tune in in the early going. I'm going to say top topic of conversation, uh, hardesty fired, which we had broken on this show yesterday and, uh, portal losing, losing a guy in the portal.
4: Uh well yeah I mean we luckily we had John to kind of get through a lot of that but um but yeah you know gotta you gotta gotta work your way through it and and see what's next for the Gamecocks but the way that we left the final minute of the first hour was with the because you we left our conversation yesterday with you on this same topic the unbelievable numbers that Michigan and Alabama turned in in the semifinal game this past weekend. Have you seen them from the Rose Bowl?
2: I have not. Can I take a guess? Sure. So the highest regular season game was Michigan, Ohio State, nineteen plus million. This game with two brand name schools, uh, and the Harbaugh drama, you're you're over twenty five. Am I right? Uh let me get I'll go um I'll go uh, twenty eight and a half.
4: Good guess, twenty seven two, but it peaked okay. at thirty two eight, and yeah. that makes it a top ten cable telecast ever.
2: Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah, Incredible. and I know f- for a lot of people, this is like it, it's it's like when you hear congress spending uh two billion dollars on something it's like what does that really mean i don't know um it it just seems like we're printing money and spending it anyway um that is a a number i learned a long time ago in tv a a great number for a regular season college football game uh is four million and above four and very few games rate that way very few even in a, a sport extremely popular college football very few get to four Uh, now I mentioned you know the Michigan Ohio State game and obviously the what has been the CBS which will soon be the ABC SEC game of the week that's almost an automatic four million Uh, and very often it's closer to 9 10 11 12 depending on the matchup Uh, this is not the day and age of MASH where the MASH uh, finale (laughs) we were all kids uh, when that happened but but that was that that's basically when you had three networks not four abc nbc cbs uh and yes cable was around but a lot of people still didn't have it and even if they did have it they only watched like four or five cable channels so you, a mash season finale or the who shot jr on dallas that could draw that those kind of numbers in today's day and age where there are literally a thousand different Viewing options that people can tune into. Uh, th- those kind of numbers don't exist. So, for a college football game, a semi final game, no less, to get those kind of numbers, that's almost impossible to do. But again, it had to be the right combination. It had to be two really good teams with brand names and a little bit of side drama, which you have with Jim Harbaugh. And that's how you get to that number. But yeah, that is. That is rich, man. You, we were talking about what the New Mexico bowl, New Mexico Bowl numbers yesterday, and the yeah. and the, and the overall bowl games were up this year. The you know the so called meaningless bowl games, but uh, that type of number in a playoff game is insanely good. Eighteen points. Mean, like
5: yeah. One in ten people. One out of every ten people was watching that game, roughly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: and you know, and I, yeah, absolutely, which is it's nuts. And I mean, shoot. Washington and Texas, 18-4 uh, was, the, was the average. The peak was at 24-5, um, which is – well, that can't be good. I got wind blowing in my window up here and things falling off the walls. What a day this is turning out to be. Um, the, it's the fourth most uh, watched Sugar Bowl since 2004, third best non-NFL sporting event since the start of 2023. I mean, so just astounding numbers. Uh, on top of all of that, reported by Ben Portnoy, formerly of the uh, state newspaper now with the Sports Business Journal, is that the NCAA has just inked a landmark media deal with ESPN for coverage of 40 championships domestically. This is going to run through 2032. Um, you can get into all the numbers. I'm not going to bore everybody with all that right now, although, it, as you well know, Mike, it is those are very high numbers. Um, but one of the things that really stands out here is that women's basketball, uh, women's volleyball, women's gymnastics, and the FCS football championships, they are all guaranteed to air on ABC each year. Additionally on ABC each year, softball and baseball from Oklahoma city and from Omaha, those mm. will be airing on ABC moving forward as part of this deal. Um, which I think is a huge deal for something that I love basically. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, the, Mike, I mean, you work for you work for Disney. I mean, you, they they are really going all in on college athletics uh, moving forward, and and those numbers there—you got a twelve-team playoff coming. Those numbers off of a fourteen playoff, a twelve-team playoff—wow! I and mean, we could yeah. be talking about unbelievable stuff.
2: Going to be monster numbers, uh, and obviously, there is going to be more people competing for that because uh, the deal is. It's not going to be long before that deal is expired, right? And so uh, when that happens, you know, Fox is going to do everything in their power they want in. There's going to be an NBC, one of the, the, the mainstay networks. They're going to want to be a part of it. And then, of course, you always have the X factor. God knows I hope Peacock doesn't get any of it because that was a pain in the ass to try to find that NFL game. I wasn't going to spend an extra $6 a month for Peacock. Uh, so I could watch, you know, a, a random NFL game, but uh, but there could be a streaming service that does enter enter the mix for all that. And and your other point with with there was a time where ESPN took all these college football, cha- uh, excuse me, college sports championships. There's 88 of them because, quite frankly, nobody else wanted them. Everybody wanted football and basketball. Everything else was just like an orphan. And the only networks that really a had the means, and when I say means, I don't just mean money; I mean the, the stations. You know, I mean when you when you start doing, for example, in baseball, regionals, super regionals, you can't air all that on one channel. You have to have multiple channels, and of course, now you have streaming to go along with it. When you air the women's basketball tournament, you know you you've got to have more than one channel. But so ESPN was like they got it at a bargain rate for many years. And the feeling was, well, it's not going to get much ratings or anything, but why not? We need programming. Again, we've got to fill 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, with the explosion in popularity of baseball, softball, and women's basketball, and I realize they're all niches within niches, but if you add that all up, that's a lot of people. Uh, There was going to be a bidding war for this of some kind. So I, it it just goes to show you that ESPN decided, yeah, we kind of like having it here, and I think the NCAA also knows they've taken good care of that. Uh, and I, I I speak from knowledge because I've been a part of a lot of that. Um, but even if I wasn't, just as a viewer, if if this thing would have gone to another network that just treated it like the bastard son, you you folks out there that love college sports, not just football and basketball, but the others, you would have been drastically disappointed in what the uh what the production was
4: i think it's a great point point. and um somebody said in the chat box and that's kind of kind of something that i was going to to get into with this today is that the the sport of college football according to numbers is actually growing uh it's not shrinking now with that with all that said though like you know we grew up on college athletics the, the way we grew up on college athletics. And, and I wish we could have that way back where you, you fall in love with these guys who play for three and four years. They attended the university that you attended. That's the thing you have in common um, and all that type of stuff. We, we've we've talked about this forever in a thousand different ways, but that's not coming back. Like that genie's kind of out, out of the bottle, you know, with all the portal and the NIL and all this type of stuff. Quinshaw Judkins news today, what? Crazy, Mike. will get your thoughts on that coming up here in the next segment. Um, but, uh, but, but what it is showing you is that there. Ha- I mean, and we feel it here, right, Mike Morgan, right, Phil. If JC was here, he would agree. There is significant interest, d- significant daily interest, in all different sorts of ways of college football, college basketball, college a- college athletics in general, but most importantly, college football when the season isn't being played or your team isn't playing because of the portal, because of NIL, because of all these coaching changes, because there's this constant carousel like the NFL has had for years of things that go on in the off season that affect what happens during the season. It continues to carry this weight and, and it creates this monster product.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, your, your first point, I think is is something that slowly but surely everybody's coming to grips with. Like, and I think somebody on on chat rose said this yesterday. Like, if you ever would have told me twenty years ago that we'd be begging kids to play in bowl games, I never would have believed it. Um, I get it. Like, this is a because we didn't just take like gradual steps into all these changes. We just decided to take a sledgehammer to everything we've known. About college athletics, sure, there's been money under the table. These kids have been getting stuff. If you're a really good athlete, I promise you, you were getting something above and beyond the full Wright scholarship, where you don't pay for anything. Um, but, but this is a sledgehammer to everything <laughs> your common fan knows about and, and 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 grew up with. And yeah, it's it's a lot to absorb. It's a lot to digest. But I think now you just realize, like, it's not going back. It might we might actually have some uh, guardrails and actual things in place to to limit the chaos. But it is a money deal. This is this is basically like a semi-pro deal, and I don't think that that is is going to change anytime soon. Um, and you have to decide as a fan: is it is it so much of a turnoff that you're just going to stop caring about? the school you pull for, the alma mater you pull for? Or is it something you're going to say, you know what, I don't like every facet of this, but damn it, I still want to be good. And so I hope we do what's necessary to compete.
4: Well, on that note, we'll hit a quick timeout. Uh, Some news from the portal. This happened quick. Pup Howard's already committed to Florida. Uh, That was the rumor yesterday, and that rumor has come true within like 18 hours. So congratulations to him. Uh, Quinn Judkins Jenkins uh, just announced that he's going into the portal. That certainly seems like an NIL situation, and we'll see where that goes. We're going to get Mike's thoughts on that uh, and uh, and want to lump Gamecock football into a, a lot of this conversation too, uh, Mike. Um, there's some, With a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, it will be or is relevant to them and what Shane Beamer is trying to achieve and how he's trying to achieve it at Carolina. Plus, lots of hoops, got some Fab Five stuff and more. Please don't go anywhere. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks. The show built by the Barndo co we'll be right back. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say. And so does the Barndo company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit Barndominiumco.com. That's TheBarnDominiumCo.com. The Barn Dough
0: Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South.
4: Michael Campbell arrived at South Carolina in 2003 after growing up in Virginia and was dubbed the Winchester Rifle by Gamecock's great Tommy Moody in the broadcast booth. He left in 2006 a legend, a career 315 hitter and 20th round draft pick of the San Diego Padres. Campbell was first all-time in games played at bats and triples, second all-time in hits with 299 singles and total bases, third all-time in doubles, top 10 in runs scored and RBI, and he hit 31 home runs in his career for the Gamecocks. Now he's passing his knowledge to the next generation through his business, Soup's Swing Shop. If your son or daughter wants to improve their game, Soup's Swing Shop offers virtual lessons. Mike will connect with you, diagnose your swing, and create a special game plan to help improve it. Call him at 859-414-8240. Email soupsswingshop at gmail.com or find them on social media and on the Chief Sports app. Soup's Swing Shop. Play ball. Gamecock Traditions, South Carolina's elite retailer for anything Gamecock related. The best selection for basketball, baseball, football, tailgating, kids' stuff, and everything else. If it's got the Gamecock logo, it's got to be at Gamecock Traditions. Most importantly, they ship it to your doorstep. Order online at GamecockTraditions.com, where there's always a sale. Gamecock Traditions, GamecockTraditions.com a tradition unlike the others.
7: South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today.
4: Nana's Porch. Nana's Porch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style, and seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. NanasPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Three three six two five nine seven five five zero. 259 7550 man, our man, Bill Goss and Billy G's Carolina Barbecue presents the National Anthem every day at noon here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It's not noon. It's 1220. We understand that. But we had to work through some things. So we did. Uh, and uh, we're happy that we did. If you need catering or a food truck, like do you live in a community, a neighborhood, something like that? Do you have a big event coming up and do you like to have food trucks at it instead of doing all the cooking yourself, everybody pitches in? Well, Mike Morgan could tell you, and I'm not asking him to, uh, you know, do something without, you know, proper endorsement fees or anything like that. But Mike unsolicited as he's known That's him right. for 25 years, what they do is so good. And I can't wait to eat it. Um, probably next month as a matter of fact. Um, but at the very minimum, you go to Carolina barbecue and have a bunch of it sent, <clears> including <throat> the, the rub to your doorstep. But, uh, Right, Mike? Their, their food truck is something special now.
2: Outstanding. I, you know, I wish um, for those of you in our Columbia audience, you know, uh, when Billy G's was a thing in the Vista, like that was one of the best places to go for a number of reasons. But uh, Billy always takes pride in his food. And uh, it was like a sad day when they closed. I got to tell you is. A guy living in that city, like that, was one of my go tos. So it it that was like my first heartbreak place that shut down in Columbia. So thankfully, the legend of Bill Goss and his great food is still alive, just in a different form. But Billy, I'm just saying, if you ever want to open one back up in Columbia, <laughs> you know, I go there from time to time. It'd be nice to have a place I can or, go to,
4: or Atlanta, or, or Atlanta, or yeah, right next door to me, down here. Yeah, area. sure.
2: Oh expand billy that's what we're saying expand
7: bill we
4: we, and we know that he's watching i mean you know so he he, he's you know come on man come on dude we're calling you out intentionally here like we demand more more barbecue we do Uh,
2: every time we do this show now now, we're gonna make the truck
5: show up and you get all the barbecue you want Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
2: Exactly. We, we're going to start making people really hungry on this show because we've got some good food sponsors, whether it's Billy and, of course, uh, Suki and Salsaritas, and we'll uh, give the Fab Five Challenge winner in the uh, in the next hour. Got a question
4: uh, on that, too, Mike, from Clint. Yeah. Which which Salsaritas does he go to to get his
5: tailgate package?
2: Clint, did you did – did, when did Clint win? How long ago Clint was that?
7: Clint
5: Uh, it's been a while. It was like mid season, but he did win one of the weeks. I do remember. Okay. Clint Clint wins everything. I mean,
2: of course, Clint, you should be on a, an email. Uh, if not, uh, go ahead and, and hit us up and I'll make sure you need to get in touch with Suki. There's two locations. You can get it either at the Lexington store or in West Columbia, either one. And, uh, you'll be good. It was during the Egg Bowl. Oh, it was that last okay. one of the season? All right. That's over well, a no. month ago. My goodness. Uh, yeah, Quint, we'll Clint. we'll we'll take care of you. Suki will take care of you with okay. a nice Fiesta pack.
4: Not to hit a hard left here or right, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm, you know, as you scroll, th- we all have to scroll through Twitter from you know while we're while we're on the air every day. If you've been in some sort of programming for the last 15 years, it's become a part of what you have to multitask while you're doing we get the, the news while we're coming on the air that Quinshaw Judkins is going to the portal. <laughs> Lane Kiffin, meanwhile, is offshore fishing <laughs> during all of this. Living a ah, salt life. I care. I, you know, he's I, just I, like, whatever. That's why he's going to be perfect at Alabama when Saban retires.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Life is really non... It's, I don't want to say it's stress-free in Oxford, but Lane's making a lot of money. He is a god if he wins 10 games and he's done it twice. Where Alabama, that's just not good enough. So mm-hmm. I, I I, don't know if if, I, if I'm if i Lane Kiffin, if I just jump on that. How are you going to follow up a guy that took six national titles to Tuscaloosa oh, uh, and it's, it's, it's a disappointment easy. when they don't win it?
4: Nah. Yeah, you don't want to be the you guy after it. the guy there. Sure you do. When you get a $100 million contract, why would you? Why not? Who cares? You know,
5: uh, you
4: know.
2: Ole uh, Miss not has him. got money. Although I will yeah, say this, I, I reached actually. out to a source of mine in um, in Oxford, and I said, you know, Judkins, like, why you guys got uh, plenty of money over there? What, what's what's happening? He said, yes, tons of it, Mike, but he's seeing if he can get more. The world mm-hmm. we live in now, which yeah. um, I just read another article. Alabama, I believe, has nine players that have hit the portal.
5: And that was yesterday. Yeah, that was yeah. all like within an hour or two. Yeah, and they just, yeah. And
2: they well, play, yeah. the teams that made it to the Final Four, their portal uh, period, their clock it's extends, extends. Yeah. so they have more time to announce. If people are wondering, wait a minute, does that pass the deadline? It's not. It's not for them. If you if you played in those late bowl games, you get more time to do so. And of course, we'll have more of this fun and shenanigans uh, in April around spring football time when you see your roster and you you see okay this kid can play this kid can't and that's when the portal goes crazy again right um but yeah i mean this is like this is why i was i was uh, uh imploring gamecock fans to, to stop hitting the panic button every time you see a kid hits the portal and some of these kids weren't going to play much anyway but this this is going on everywhere like you, these are not problems that are specific to Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks this is this is every program in the country, including the ones that are playing for national titles and 11 wins. C it doesn't matter. Uh, they're all playing defense. It's like playing a game of air hockey. Guys play air hockey? so yeah. Air hockey is a to play that, by the way. fun a game, game, right? Fun game. Particularly if you've had a few, few beers or shots of bourbon, whatever your choice might be. In air hockey, like you, you want to be aggressive, right? So you you want to take that paddle and you want to extend that forearm and and go after a kill shot. But the more you do that, you leave yourself open to the the puck going right in your goal. Well, that's yeah. what these coaches are going through. You know, they they want to be aggressive in the portal and they want to be aggressive in getting talent. But if you do, if you're when you do, uh, you're leaving. You, you got to worry about your own net, and too often. It's it's the guys you never thought. I mean, this is a kid that has rushed up for, in the last two years for over 3,000 yards and 34 touchdowns, okay? Uh, he is rock star status in Oxford. I doubt he's ever had a bad day in Oxford, Mississippi in his two years there. He's loving life. And I'm sure he's making some pretty good – he's not driving around in a Prius, okay? He's, he's living a pretty good life. Um, but somebody – Got in his ear and said, Yeah, but you can make an extra five hundred grand if you go somewhere else. And there's going to be schools lining up. Alabama needs a running back. Michigan needs a running back. Auburn needs a running back. LSU needs a running back. Those are some deep pockets I just mentioned.
4: All right. So let's let's Auburn. Yeah, he's I'd say keep an eye on Auburn with this. All right. Here's here's the thing too. You know what this is doing, Mike? alright let's let's use one example. And you haven't followed his recruitment. I don't blame you because you don't cover the the, the Gamecocks like you used to, have to do. There's a kid who's going to make a commitment on Saturday, Daniel Hill. Mm-hmm. All right, running back. He was a very popular name around here. He at one point in time was literally committing, and it uh, got talked out of it by his family, and then it was going to be Alabama, and then now it's probably going to be Mississippi State. But you know, he had Tennessee wanted it. He, he, you better if you're a high school kid and you can play, you better commit and you better sign mm-hmm. in that early period. Because if you don't, you're going to run into some problems when you get to January. We're seeing this. Like You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if, sure. if this, let's say this kid, let's say Mississippi Mississippi State gets involved. Hey, Quinshawn, you know we'd love you to come here. We're going to give you a, whatever. I don't know whatever. What's his deal, Mike? Million dollars? I don't know. We're gonna give you a million dollars. All of a sudden, Daniel Hill's going. Well, now, whoa, whoa, hey, I was gonna commit. And I, I, you said that I could come play. Yeah, he's Quinchad Judkins. Should have committed last month, pal. Sorry, take a mm-hmm. hike. And it, that's it. it. It's changing the game quickly. And and you know, it's musical chairs. And, and when yeah. the
2: music stops, there's there's gonna be somebody that has nowhere to sit. And right. and that's that's someone like all of a sudden it's like where where'd my Scully go? Oh, okay, that's not cool well you were you were looking for the bigger better deal that, that that sword cuts two ways sometimes you know you you do that for the benefit of yourself well the people that are offering you that scholarship or offering you that nio money like they got to look out for their own too this is for all for all these years we've heard you know it's a business and all this money if if you're now we're not going to call them kids anymore um these these young men If you want to be treated like a "quote unquote," it's a business, and you're a businessman, and you're an employee, then you get better get used to the fact that there's a certain amount of responsibility and a certain amount of cutthroatness that exists. Mm -hmm. Uh, It used to be like if a coach ran a player off, oh my god, it was awful. Now it's like, well, you've been trying to, you've been had a wandering eye since you got here looking for a bigger, better deal. Go ahead and take it. We got somebody else now. That's that's where we are. It's just that's it. It is truly a professional sports landscape.
4: You know, I mentioned the the, uh, the very talented and and just a lovely human being, John Little. We had him on earlier. He very he, lovely. He drove all the way to South Florida uh, on his own dime. He, he did he drive? He, I didn't know he drove. He drove he, too. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah good he, for he you, drove. Little. He, mm-hmm. So he drove. So these, so these. So these. See, I think these guys learned. You know, that's why you don't do this. Yep. Mad Dog here drives all the way from Greenville, blows a tire on the way home. Oh I, the oh, oh, I didn't know that.
5: I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thirty miles outside of home, too. Thirty miles from home. Oh, yeah.
4: Gosh. blows a tire. You know, whittle. You know, dodging and weaving in and out inside. Now, his car's in the shop. Now he's sick. Um, <laughs> you just you know, you just fly on these long trips. But um, why did I get into? What was I say? Oh yeah. So so, we mentioned it to to john earlier that nobody really knows who they are and what they are and how they're going to build their program anymore john uh mike i mean everybody is having an identity crisis with how you build your college football program that's a great way of putting it that's a great way of putting
2: it 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 is it's an identity crisis because you you can try to you know, go back to the, well, we don't believe, I mean, kind of like Dabo. You can, you can go into that. Our culture here is more important than just uh, paying for kids by virtue of now. The kids are getting paid at Clemson, but, but paying on the free agency wire, if you will, uh, in the portal. And you, you can try to hold strongly to that. But I, I think, I think for the most part, nobody is now, now look, if you're an elite program, Sure. Like, Georgia could, could survive without the portal. They could. Doesn't mean they're going to completely ignore it. But they're not going to be heavy, heavy players in the portal. They don't need to be. They are stockpiling five stars on top of five stars at virtually every position. So they don't have to play the game. Alabama, you could say, doesn't have to play the game, but they sure did. In fact, they took a, a key wide receiver from Georgia— that helped beat Georgia in the SEC championship game and knocked them out of contention for a national championship. Uh, Clemson, I think, will start coming around more and warming up to the idea of getting more and more guys in the portal. But, yeah, it would be nice if you didn't have to and everybody was playing on the same playing field in recruiting because if you're a really good recruiter, then you can just use that to your advantage. And the scholarships in football, unlike other sports, are such where you can truly – if you are dominating recruiting every year, you're not just going to be better, you know, on your starting 11 or your starting 22. You're going to be better on the two deep, the three deep, the four deep. So the advantage is cumulative. It just keeps growing. That's why we've had the same teams at the top in college football for the last 10 years. The portal is a game changer with that, though, yeah. because it's, it's, it's the college basketball way of thinking where I'd rather be old than just have a bunch of McDonald's All-Americans, because the teams that are old are cutting down the nets in April. The teams that are just full of nineteen year old studs are not if you look at it. So in college football, obviously there's not a one and done, but the teams that uh, are 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 older and have you know really good juniors as opposed to just a bunch of underared all American freshmen you know, that's an advantage. And if you can get proven talent, like I can get a a three year, well, let's, let's take Judkins. I can take a two year starter that was uber productive in the sec. Both years. I know exactly what I'm getting with this dude. Exactly. Sure. I don't know what I'm getting with the 19 year old underarm role. I mean, we were talking about what Ricardo Hurley yesterday of all things. (laughs) You, You think, you know who the best players and, and, we've got one of the best that's ever done it on this show in JC and evaluating high school talent, but it's a lot harder to evaluate a high school kid than it is a guy that's played two, three years of college ball and has been ultra productive.
4: Well, and, and, and I think too, we mentioned this uh, a few times over the last few months, Uh, Phil, you jump in or back me up or wherever you want on this too, but there's going, just like anything else in life, like you, you know, you really don't, have to think too hard about this just you've got a brain use it data matters and the more data you have the generally if you use it you can make better decisions or you can decide uh it, it allows you to easier decide whatever decision you're you're about to make so what am i getting at here well um from both there's going to be a bunch of data from these from the the Program side, the football team side, the athletic department side. As time goes on, that they're going to be able to use not only to find players in the in the portal, but prevent players from going into the portal. Uh, Mike, and 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 so, what do I mean by that? Well, in three years, four—I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be down the road. Like we can crunch data for spaceships on Mars. Really think we can't figure out data from guys who leave programs. And then what happens to them after that if somebody actually follows this stuff? And I know somebody out there is doing it. So you're going to have data points that say, well, just so you know, 89% of the defensive ends, you know, or 89% of guys at your position in this age group went on to actually never do anything when they left their programs. Well, what does that mean? Well, they didn't go to a better program. They didn't go to the NFL. They maybe never played again. Gilbert Edmond just went to Florida State last year for, for, Well, that's irrelevant, but he went to Florida State last year as part of NIL deal. One year later, he barely played. He's back in the portal. Gilbert Edmund would have started at South Carolina this year. You think his life would be better off had he stayed with the Gamecocks and been healthy? Of course it would have been, right? So, like, there's going to be data points down the road, like where we're seeing this free-for-all, this wild, wild west, and everybody's freaking out, and I don't blame them for freaking out. I'm doing the same thing. But at some point in time, there's going to be an overcorrection with all of it and things will slow down. There's always going to be this. I'm not saying it's going away. That's not what I'm getting at here. I'm saying there are going to be uh, – it's going to slow down some of this poor decision-making right now because there's not enough data to prove that the decision that some of these guys are or are not making is poor.
2: Well, and I think there's two different categories, Jamie, of the guys that are that are exercising their portal power, if you will. It, it's It's the guy that really hasn't proven a whole lot, Maybe he's unhappy with playing time, um, whatever the case. Maybe he's just not happy with the coach, and he just wants to leave. And oh, by the way, the the other school is going to offer a little more money. Mm-hmm. Then there's like a Jordan Birch who, you know, what did he accomplish by going to Oregon? Nothing other than more money. Like he would have been, he would have been on a, a larger stage, a bigger national spotlight. Quite frankly um at South Carolina you could you could make the argument now that's going to change when Oregon's in the Big Ten and you know to go down that uh, rabbit hole but um did he become a better player at Oregon because of coaching did he you know what was the true advantage of that it was it's, it's a money grab and I'm not knocking him just don't don't misunderstand me um he, that's just that's where we are so or Bell if to go to Florida State you know, obviously, you, both those, in both cases, you won more games, but that's not why kids are hitting the portal. They're not hitting the no. portal because, man, I'm just frustrated that we only won eight games here, and I think I, I can win ten. At a, they're leaving on money. It's a money grab. It's well, not based on coaching. It's not based on other stuff.
4: One month ago today, December 4th, it's January 4th, Georgia and Alabama, two of the premier – what what mike we've got to expand this a little bit but premier five programs in college football easily okay they have 33 players in the portal and these aren't like walk-ons they're dudes yeah. and yeah. they're and they won how many games combined between those two this year 25
2: yeah yeah, yeah, you're right. Those are not walk off Like a, a couple of the Georgia guys are like studs, like, <laughs> and Georgia fans are are hitting the panic button because they're not used to this. There's
4: five quarterbacks in there: Eli Holstein and Brock
2: Vandegrift. Well, but see that one, I get. Like that's that was always going to be a thing, Jamie, because you can only play one quarterback, right? So yeah, when Carson yeah. Beck announces he's going to come back, and and I think Vandegrift might have even even been um, Beck's roommate, so he he knew that that was a good uh, chance. So he's probably already on the phone, talking to other schools, talking to Kentucky, hey, uh, I think this kid's going to come back another year. I'm not sitting on my rear end another year. I'm out. But if you're a defensive end, if you're a tight end, if you're a running back, if you're a cornerback, if you're oh, a linebacker, gone. if you're an offensive lineman.
4: Two linemen at Alabama, starters.
2: Yeah. Yesterday. Well, or- now one of them, <laughs> I can only imagine some of the hate mail that the center got because he hit the portal, I forgot which his name. Is, which is insane. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I, it's some people really need to get a grip on life, and I feel sorry for him. They, you know, they need to go back it's to their basement Seth, and pick, pick the wings McLaughlin. off flies. Seth
4: McLaughlin, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I mean, he had a he had a miserable game. Okay, I mean, he had a miserable game. I I'm not surprised to see he's transferring. That's one of those rare exceptions where it, that's not a money deal necessarily. That's a, I, I am going to be a villain in Tuscaloosa for a long time because I put the ball on the carpet seven times in the biggest game of, of the year.
4: Still don't uh, think that's why they lost the game. They lost the game because they couldn't throw the football down the field.
2: I totally agree. I mean, in fact, I said that yesterday, and then I saw an interview with a Michigan uh, defensive player – and they were saying, "Well, what were you expecting?" He said, "We weren't afraid of him throwing the whole game. We we just stacked the box, heavy box, the whole game. Uh, we we knew that he wasn't a threat to throw. That that you're right, you're absolutely right. That's why they they lost the game. But Alabama fans are going to remember on the biggest play of the game, it was yet another bad snap. Uh, he wasn't going to get the end zone anyway. The, no. Michigan completely had that play defended. But doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. You can't you can't you can't rationalize." With irrational fans in an the irrational the moment, the world. yeah, yeah, that's not that's not. But we'll just poison your oak tree. Yeah, so I mean, but but to but to the point yeah. is that quarterbacks, I get it. You you, you you only one can play. So if you're not getting the PT, if you're not the guy, you're gone. That's that even happened before NIL and the portal. It's been exaggerating now because you don't have to sit out a year, but it would have happened even before there was money involved. But all these other positions, you're you're leaving for one reason. You're leaving for the extra nil money. That is it. That it's just like the NFL. Why do guys leave for one team for another? Is because the, the better weather. Is there a better group of restaurants nearby? When you got that much money, you create your own climate. You create your own. You know, you can order the great New York deli food if you're living in Chicago and playing for the Bears. You got the money. You got the funds. It's kind of like a scene out of Entourage. You just you call them up and, and turtle gets it to your front door, uh, but no, I, that's that is that is what we have right now for all these other positions. It's not about playing time. These guys are already playing. These yeah. are all these are starters. These aren't scrubs. Starters on winning teams are saying, "I'm out." Why are you out? Uh, you know, just for me and my family. I think it's money. That's all you got to say, money.
7: You yeah, know, I think and, if you
5: take yeah. the analytic side of it a bit further, too, JB. I was thinking about this yesterday. Is that it'll completely change as as the sample size continues to grow under the current NIL situation, if it's allowed to stay that way for say, and it probably won't tape it another cycle or so. You're going to have these guys in these programs like mining all this data and figuring out okay. We don't necessarily need to recruit the top high school recruits for these certain positions because we can afford to buy what we need out of the portal. And we will focus intently on recruiting only certain positions from the high school ranks and allow the lesser programs to develop the ones that we're not recruiting. And then figure out, you know, we don't have to necessarily scout them as well as we used to because now we know that they're going to be worth, oh, a range of dollars for, you know, quality of play from one of the smaller institutions, even if not but for a one-year lease.
4: Well, and I True. think I, I'm with you, and I think that, again, that goes back to what we were talking about 20 minutes ago. You know, these – if you are running a college football program basketball has been doing this longer, so they're further advanced. Baseball does not get anywhere near the attention uh, like it does from us here. But I can tell you, right, Phil, last June, last July, there wasn't a soul on the planet who was covering Gamecock baseball the way we were with what was going on and how they have an identity crisis at the end of the year. King just talked about it a couple of weeks ago in our program. College baseball is going through
2: this. Because, LSU just won a national title based but, on NIL, right? Schemes and Tommy tanks That's and
4: exactly right. Yeah. And it, but it's for a different reason, though, right, Mike? Because there's only 11.7 scholarships in college baseball, right? So like, there's not 11.7 scholarships in college football. Everybody's fully compensated with literally anything they give them whatever. That's not the way that it is in baseball. So when you get NIL deals and like we 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 are doing pretty good on NIL at South Carolina. Thanks to J.C. Sherbert and John Little and those guys. Like, so you get. A, so here's my point. I'm. I i do not want to get too in the weeds on that. That's the identity crisis thing. Going back to what you were just saying, Phil. Like the Shane Beamer's way of building the South Carolina football program moving forward is going to be different from Billy Napier's, and that's going to be different from Nick Saban's, and that's going to be different from Dabo's, and that's going to be different from Mark Stoops. Right, Mike. They're all going to have some similarities, but at the end yeah. of the day. you're you're writing your book a little bit differently because there's now a lot of ways to do it.
2: I think they all want the same thing. I think they're forced to go about it different ways. What do I mean by that? I think they all want both. They want the best of both worlds. You want a top 20 recruiting class. You need some culture. You need some buy-in. You can't just have a bunch of vagabonds, rent-a-players coming in. That don't really care two lickety splits about your program. They're just there because I got an extra 50 grand compared to the next guy. Um, if you build your program entirely on that, which is this is the Dion model. One of the many things that you're looking at that people are going to examine under what's going on in Colorado is that's kind of Dion did the old, like what Mike Ditka did for the Saints draft years ago. He just lit up a cigar and he said, ah, Here's all my picks, give them away, and let's take Ricky Williams. That's what Mike Ditka actually did that. He basically said, yep, yeah, uh, I'm going to go to the beach. Here, here's here's 10 picks. Give me Ricky Williams, and we'll see what we can do. Never worked, but that's what they did. Well, Dion has basically said, "Yeah, recruiting, reshmooting. We're just going to be portal power program, and we're just going to – and they, look, they've gotten some, some good players in there, and yes, they do have one stud offensive lineman that that committed – You're always going to get like one or two. Um, But for the most part, that is going to be a portal program. Everybody else that I think really wants to have a foundation of great high school talent that you can mold, develop, and turn into players and really are all about the culture of the program, combined with how do we fill the holes? We fill the holes with the portal. So we lose this guy. We, we don't have two, three years to watch him develop at that position. Get me a wide receiver. Get me a running back now. Get me, get me, get me, get me this. If if Shane could go back in time, uh, would he have been more aggressive in the portal for a running back? Probably. Um, for offensive line, you couldn't have foreshadowed that many injuries. But if you did, if you had, if you knew that was a possibility, yeah, let's shoot. I mean, I'll give up a couple of high school kids – for one proven commodity, they actually block for Spencer Rattler. Let's do this. Let's give me another running back that I know is established. But again, that does cost money. And at some point, your market correction theory, I can't wait till all the numbers are transparent. Because I think that's where we're headed, too. Like, you know the salaries of every professional athlete. Why are we playing a guessing game? Why do I not know what Spencer Rattler made? Why do I not know what Jordan Birch got paid to go to Oregon? Why not? They want to be treated like employees. That should be public record. Well,
4: we so will I want a public to, record. Right. Because you're, if you work for the University of South Carolina, I can look up your salary right now. It doesn't matter if you're state a state employee. A, a, Absolutely. Lawyer, or not. Yeah, I can that. Yeah, that'll
5: it. probably be one of the things that keeps that at bay. Uh, the you know the whole employee-employer relationship because then you will have to expose all of those numbers. Right, for, and nobody wants not that. Just football players, but for every student athlete out there, oh, it's an accountant's yep. dream. Yeah, you know, you'd love to be a CPA. <laughs> you know, with a with a little hole in the wall shop and a strip mall down the street from you know the <laughs> university <laughs> campus. You're like, oh, I'm rolling in money
2: right next to Better Call Saul.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
4: Well, and I and I think too, it also proves the point that you have to recruit over everybody you have on your roster. It doesn't matter who they are, you you could. It, it, that's the worst part of it.
2: It, I, it. that's where I honestly I feel sorry for coaches having to do that.
4: Those days are over. Like if Marcus Lattimore was in uniform right now at South Carolina, huh. we we would out of the great how of how our hearts you? all like, to, yeah, we'd like to think they'd never leave. They're Gamecocks. Baloney. That's bull crap. And we because. Yeah. There's no way that it wouldn't be true or at least talked about or thought about by every one of those guys. And I'm not like degrading them or mischaracterizing who they are. That's not what I'm doing here. What I'm saying is when you when you have a market in anything you do in life and somebody throws more money at you than what you're making, you are going to listen every sure. single time.
2: Absolutely. At, at, at 100%. One, it's like every now and then I'll hear – Somebody comment, um, let's just say an announcer that's not particularly skilled, and and they'll say, well, yeah, but he's one of us. Well, if he was good enough to get more money, double the money to do announcing for some other team, I I promise you he'd be gone. That whole one of us stuff, like
3: at the end of the day,
2: you might be really happy where you are you might be really happy where you are and you might really love that particular program and being a part of it and everything else. Like so many of these players do. I believe that. Like, I don't think they're lying. I think they, when they're there, they love it and they're all in and they know the fight song and they know this and another, but at the end of the day, if somebody's going to offer them twice as much money, well, that somebody might be tempted to leave. And that is not unlike anybody in any other profession. So when we talk about all these things, I don't want it to sound like we're being crit- critical of the young men for doing it because I get it. I understand it. My criticism is the system that has no guardrails and has no ability to kind of reel a little bit of it in. I'm not suggesting taking one penny out of the pot. This is what, like, knuckleheads like Jalen Rose that don't bring any common sense to the conversation. They just spout things off at the mouth and 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 hope that it gets a reaction. Let's just say the total NIL money for college football players is $100 million. I'm just spitballing a number. I'm not saying take away from the $100 million. I'm saying the way that it's distributed and the way that players go from one team to another and the way, and opting out of bowl games, that has to change for the health of the sport. That has to be done better for the sanity of the people that are running it. I mean, the coaches now. You might not have sympathy for any of those people because uh, they make a lot of money. Screw them. I don't like them anyway. But I, I, it, I'm just telling you, like it would be better for everybody. And again, what about the student? The, the athletes, are, I'm not suggesting, take a dime out of the pot. It's still $100 million. But the way it's disseminated and distributed, it needs to be done in a better way.
4: Yeah, We are set up to hit an early timeout here, but Mike's pretty good at this whole teaser thing if there somebody who we all know his name in covering recruiting over the years mike farrell
2: yeah wrote very good
4: six, six ways that you could eliminate opt outs in college okay. football but he said quote you won't like it <laughs> when we when we come back from break i will read that and that will be part of our conversation that's right Fifty ways to leave your lover. You gotta love it. Beautiful.
5: Well, that's, that's well. A
4: beauty. I, I I do think this too. I'll say this. No, there there are going to be, be people who won't like it because there are there are also people who are totally convinced that these kids, without thinking logically, economically, anything, no common sense. No, no, they don't owe us anything. We've been stealing from them for years. They they just give them whatever they want like you just said Mike like you know there's a bigger picture you got to protect the big, the bigger picture at the end of the day like I'm not saying that they don't deserve anything they do of course they do they're getting it and they're going to continue to but we all live within our own rules you have a contract
2: oh yeah you um, you have
4: a contract go ahead and breach it see what happens
2: Yeah, I already know what will happen yeah, yeah
3: exactly right
2: i right. are right. so, very well aware of all those I'm very well aware of how anymore. all this works right yeah. in the real world <laughs> In the real world, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in is, the real world, when you this is not that when you sign for stuff and and you take the money from an employer, there's certain responsibilities, or you don't get paid as an employee. Mm-hmm. That's that's real business.
4: Well, that might have to something to do with what Mike Farrell is saying. So we mm-hmm. will get to that. We'll get to hoops. We'll get to the Fab Five. And we'll get to 2 o'clock at some point in time. It's coming quick, though. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks. It's powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, electricbikescharleston.com. Hey, Michelle, we love you. We'll be right back on the power hour.
0: Well, our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate we can all agree there's nothing better than a southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the south in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the south.
4: Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Volatric, Aventon Bikes, and more, and they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes com, or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bites of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show.
0: Hey Gamecock Nation, my name is Kyle, longtime listener of the show and avid golfer. I wanted to take my game to the next level, but let's face it, golf is a hard game to learn on your own. I heard the ad from McKellar Enterprises and reached out to the owner and former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor. In just two months of working with Meredith, I shot my lowest round ever, and I've never felt more confident in my golf So if you're looking to take your game to the next level, go to McKellarEnterprises.org and book your lesson today with former Gamecock golfer, Meredith Taylor. Go Gamecocks!
6: Not today, sweetie.
0: One heart's breaking While another one is mending It's all in the ebb and flow If I had
3: to I could go it alone But Because you've become my own These windows could shut into the ground These walls could fall right down A moment.
1: Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down in Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans, where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County.
6: If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside. All of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our
1: listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Sirfoss, 864-414-5271,
6: Caldwell Banker Kane, in the upstate for your real estate
4: needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the BarnDo company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the US. Believe in your dreams. Visit the thebarndominiumco.com. That's the thebarndominiumco.com. The BarnDo company, Gamecock owned, Gamecock operated. Columbia and go game Pops. Cox, the show welcome back mike morgan jamie bradford phil molinax here until two o'clock no jc today he is still under the weather he will be back tomorrow i said that yesterday i know i look like a liar <laughs> i'm not a liar he was planning on coming back he he canned it an hour prior and uh and we 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 totally understand why uh he's legitimately sick if you saw john Little earlier john is sick john uh, just only had to do 30 minutes jc would have to do three hours so we decided that's okay uh you come on back tomorrow but um, that's okay we can handle it without him can't we
2: we can i i i I, he is missed and he will be uh full of you know what and vinegar when he gets back uh you know Mm -hmm. the longer you're away the more the more juice you have piled up you gotta you gotta gotta go ahead this is sounding weird um Trust me, he'll be back and he'll be better than ever. That's all you need to know. I say
5: We uh, missed a real opportunity here, guys, by uh, saying that JC was holding out for more money, you know. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's a better NIL deal. Yeah, a better
2: NIL deal. Clearly clearly that is the the case. I'll tell you somebody who's not pulling out uh, for any uh, better NIL – or holding out for any better NIL deal, and that's Ryan Brewer of Ryan Brewer Fence. You can go to ryanbrewer.net. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see that nice logo of Brewer. That was after the Outback Bowl MVP what would he do after playing both college football and pro football with the Ravens? Well, he would clearly he would start his own successful business. That's what uh, a lot of college graduates do, and that's what Ryan Brewer did. Ryan Brewer fence. You can go on the website right now, ryanbrewer.net. If you've ever been in that spot, and I have, where you uh, want to build a fence, and you you just you you go online or whatever the case may be, and you, there's like twenty different people, you don't know who to go with. You don't know who you can trust. I mean, some of these guys are running businesses like, you know, out of a a little hitch U-Haul from behind. They fly by night. They're in business one day. They're out the next. They're unreliable on time. Uh, You can't trust them with the pricing. You can't trust them with much of anything. That's not the case with Ryan Brewer Fence. That's why he puts his name on it. Uh, They do it right. They do it right the first time. They do it in a timely manner, and they do it in a cost-efficient manner. I speak from experience on all of the above. So go on and check them out. Uh, you can get the phone number and all the deets on ryanbrewer.net. Get some great pictures of some of the work that they have done there. And as always, tell them you heard about it here on ITG. Tell them Mike sent you. Uh, we
4: w- I want to get to the, um, I get to the uh, Mike Farrell stuff here in just a second, but I, I also want to make sure that we um, get into some basketball today, and I, I, and, and we will. I have a really, really unbelievable stat on, on Lamont Perry. Really, well, it could be, could be an unbelievable stat, um, something that nobody has discussed at all. And so I want to make sure that we, that we get to that here coming up just a little bit as part of our conversation with Gamecock basketball, an enormous game uh, to be played this weekend at the Colonial Life Arena as part of an enormous opening day. For uh, the SEC, as we pointed out yesterday, here with the great golden tones of the great Mike Morgan, who will be calling these games into March in what might be the best basketball league in the country. All right. Going back to our conversation last hour. Okay. So I'm going to read, I'm just going to read it all. Interject wherever you want to interject. I'm, I'm, I'll get through it if you want me to get through it. But if you want to, you know how JC sometimes puts his finger up because he wants to say something. You don't have to do that, but just butt in and, um, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll ease on out. So here, here's what Mike Farrell, this is yesterday and Mike, Mike, you know, Mike.
5: Um,
4: Yeah.
2: We've been meaning to get him on JC and Morgan. I mean, JC knows him better than I do. And, uh, he, he's, we haven't been able to make the day and time work. Now that the off season is here, just quick plug. We're going to go. Guest heavy again. We'll have a lot of really good guests coming up as we did uh, for much of the, the year. So, um, Farrell is one of those guys we need to get on because I know he's not a quote unquote household name because uh, you don't see him on TV every week like a lot of the college football talking heads, but he's really plugged in and really knowledgeable. So, I look forward to hearing this because I have not read it.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's, um, and you're exactly right about that. It's it's really phenomenal. By the way, some quick breaking news: Malachi Nelson, a quarterback at Gamecocks have been in with uh, from uh, Southern Cal, is headed to Boise State. So Say he what? Been, yeah, he's headed to Boise State. Not really? Any, not coming this way. Pretty interesting. Boise do
2: State. Okay, Boise- I did not have that on my bingo card. This would be population
5: the population boom. To Idaho has increased the coffers. Blue <laughs> Broncos,
2: yeah, all kinds
4: of money flowing around at the Idaho. Hey, look, man, here's young the thing. man loves like, his potatoes. If you haven't been paying attention, everybody's getting out of California, and a lot of them are going to Idaho, including Malachi Nell uh,
2: and Texas and Tennessee. <laughs> That's
4: and,
5: right. yeah. 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 Where do we pay less taxes? Oh. Any of the other forty-nine states, huh? That sounds good. We'll get out of here. I don't know. I just got on the four hundred and five and found myself here. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> Not uh, as much human excrement on the streets either. That's, that's right.
5: It's a, yeah, a bit more picturesque. <laughs>
2: All right. So here, here,
4: here's what uh, here's uh, Mike Farrell. What he had to say. Okay, you want to opt out of a bowl game? Cool. Here's what we need from you. Number one, we need your tuition for this academic year paid back to us in full you're on scholarship to play football and you'll need to finish that commitment for us to honor that scholarship scholarships are on a year-by-year basis so we aren't looking for anything prior to this season number two we need you to pay back room and board books and your meal plan for being a football player once again we paid these things with the agreement that you play college football for us that includes all scheduled practices and games. Number three, we'd like for you to refund a portion of your NIL payments to the sponsors who supported you. We don't require you to pay the whole thing back as name, image, and likeness uh, or outside of the athletic department, and this could be negotiated with each sponsor. However, for us to continue to have a good relationship with our collective, they need to be made whole if you're not going to honor your full commitment as others that follow you may be impacted by your decision to opt out. Number four, you'll be billed a percentage of the bowl tickets purchased by our fans. (laughs) We're not asking for anything near the full amount, and we won't hold you accountable for their travel expenses and other details, but we do feel that they deserve some compensation for their purchase of tickets to see you play. Number five, and finally, we won't be paying for your travel to our bowl game, and you won't be allowed on the sidelines even if you pay your own way, and you won't be getting any of the gifts or perks from our bowl sponsor. This is all for bowl participants only. Number six, though, all tutoring, strength and conditioning, nutritional advice, and physical and mental health services, those are on us. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Very clever. And I'll tell you this. There's an SEC athletic director. This was three, four years ago. I won't say who it was. It's not Ray Tanner, um, who came up to me uh i was i was there for either a basketball game or a baseball i think it was a basketball game yeah it was a shoot around and he was jogging around the arena and he came up to me and i've known him for a while and we just started talking and this was before nil really hit full steam and he said you know if uh if they ever really want to be treated like professionals I've got an idea. Why don't we make them pay for everything and then we'll give them a salary, but you have to pay for your books, your classes, your meals, your lodging. And he did the numbers on all this (laughs) and what they found, what he found and whoever was helping him with this study, because, you know, for every, again, Spencer Rattler who's making seven figures. Most of these ni deals are much smaller than that. Um, for every Quinshawn Judkins, there's uh, a wide receiver that's the number three guy that is not making nearly as much, and the the numbers show that it would cost the school less money to pay for all this other stuff for them to be considered full scholarship athletes and just give them and I forget exactly the number, it might have been a hundred grand a year, it might have been fifty grand a year. So I apologize. That takes away a little bit from the story, but you you understand what I'm saying. What his point to me was, Mike, what everybody loses in in all this talk about NIL and compensation is how much it does cost these universities for every scholarship athlete. The old argument used to be, oh, it's just an extra head in the classroom. What does that matter? They're not just paying the tuition. To anybody who's had kids that go to college, I mean, I I, I realize a lot of people out there listening your parents might have paid for everything or you had a scholarship i can tell you as somebody who put his self through college and paid for loans and work jobs and paid mm-hmm. for loan paid off loans 10 12 15 years later it's a lot of friggin money and it's even more than ever today uh, colleges are nothing but businesses now ready to take your money uh, and so the amount of money that goes into that and lodging meals and they don't eat like regular college kids okay no. they're not going to kfc five nights a week <laughs> no. they're not going to the cc's pizza 399 buffet three yes. nights a week. these they're, are all things that we the did fish
4: the fish that they eat ain't the filet of fish from mcdonald's no not.
2: <laughs> um and, and again please understand i'm not hating I, I i i'm just telling you the reality like i've i've, I've always said this I don't mind you saying you'd like to see the college athletes get a bigger piece of the pie. Just don't lie to me about the facts in the process because I've been around college athletics for most of my life and I've seen how these young men and women are compensated, not necessarily in an NIL check, but in every other way, shape and form. And trust me, they do quite well, quite well. So, the the notion that like a scholarship, oh, that's just a scholarship. That's nothing. Watch watch last chance you. Those kids would walk in front of a moving train just to get a scholarship to anywhere. And these are pretty good athletes. They just happen to be in JUCO for one reason or another. So that's the only thing that I that just kind of rubs me the wrong way when I hear all this talk. Is like a oh, scholarship's nothing. It's just another it's another extra head in the classroom. No, it's not. It's a full ride scholarship. Uh, the kids that are getting academic whether it's the hope scholarship the life scholarship all these states have it right with the lottery that doesn't pay for all the other stuff it doesn't that doesn't pay the rent and the power bill every month that doesn't pay for all the food every month it doesn't pay for any of that stuff and just this just in in the last few years everything's more expensive a lot more expensive yep. so it's it's not a, it's not a small deal if you're getting a full ride that's a that's a huge deal in itself, and that's the point of this article to circle it back he's he's showing everybody in his own creative way what the universities are on the hook for for all these young men and then when they turn their backs to to take an extra twenty five grand somewhere else, it's not like a small deal a lot of things now they have to pick up the pieces
1: well
4: who whatever a d you you talked to about that I've said the same thing. Like but there has to be leadership on this. Like a school can't just like the University of South Carolina cuz they bury themselves, right? Can't just come out and say, "Well, here's what we're going to do. If you, you know, we're not going to give you this scholarship, but you you're welcome to have the NIL money." You can't do that. So like it, there has to be leadership from somewhere, and I've said before, give them the option. Give them give them the option. Like now I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just trying to find out a solution here. But give them the option. Hey, look, you've got you've got two options here. When when you're gonna go play college athletics, you have two options. Option number one, you're on scholarship, everything's paid for. Done. Option number two is the NIL option. Right.
2: Um, we give you a check, and you pay for everything like a grown-up does. Yeah, yeah. Here, You, you pay bills. You balance right. your checkbook. I had a, a former Gamecock basketball player. Again, I won't say his name. He wasn't a prominent player. He played under Coach Felton. And we used to play uh, pickup at the Y. And, and one day he said, you know, Mike, these guys, every one of them should be required to take a personal finance course mm-hmm. because they have no idea. How to spend money? How to operate a budget? Like, if you make, if you're, you know, you're in the NBA and you're making thirty a year, or thirty million a year, it doesn't matter. You can be stupid with money, and it's still hard, really hard to go broke. Some guys have done it, but it's really hard. uh But if you don't, and if you think like this nil check is going to be, it's going to put you on the high hog for the rest of your life, and, and you haven't learned any other skills, and because everything's been taken care of you taken care of for you since you were a baby, you don't know how to operate and function in normal society and that catches up to a lot of former college athletes, a lot of them. I know a couple of them yeah. and unfortunately.
4: Yeah. And a couple of things here in the chat box. I want to make sure that I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with something here. Like Charles said, no one said no one was saying that any of this uh when all of the colleges were making billions of dollars off of our young men and ladies, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but there, there's an apples and oranges side of this conversation, all right? When 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 I – well, I, we work for – I work for myself now. But when I went to work for somebody else, they weren't paying all of my bills. I wasn't on scholarship with them, okay? they I, I wasn't. Mike, you're not on scholarship at ESP unless I check your mortgage in your name, right? So like, yes, it is. like they, they they don't pay for your groceries. They don't they don't put the gas in your car, they don't give you an allowance every month, they don't pay your light bill, they don't put you up in a they don't do any of that stuff. If you want to be an employee, then you are you're on a contract. Uh, and as Pat DeMarco sat here and said on our show at one point in time, you, you don't want and you don't want collective bargaining in college athletics and this is coming from the guy who was the team representative of the Buffalo Bills for three hmm. years, all right? He might know a little bit more about it than the rest of us. So I'm going to take his advice on that. That's, no, that's number one. Um, and, and my guy, Quan just say, you know, you're my favorite dude, so I'm not arguing with you. But I want to make sure that I'm clear on something. I, I don't agree with what the NCAA was doing for a long time in a lot of ways. I do agree with a lot of the things they've done over the years. They run great tournaments, college baseball and college basketball tournaments are the best tournaments in the world. Yes, you ask me, um, you know, and, and I'm not talking about athletes making millions, make as much as you can. I'm talking about protecting these sports, like protecting the, a lot of the things that we feel like we need to do to protect the integrity of the, of the sports. There's gotta be some sort of structure or it's going to continue to fall apart. And then in three, four, five, ten 10 years, I don't know. We're going to all look back and everybody's going to be trying to figure out exactly where it all went wrong. And we're going to have collectively say all of it went wrong because nobody did anything about anything like you got to have some sort of structure or you don't have any future with anything that you're doing. That's kind of where I'm at with all of this. Yes. A lot of the stuff as Mike just pointed out. Mike Farrell said kind of almost tongue in cheek, but there are some things in there that, you know, there might be something to um, can get paid fans
5: back your ticket money and stuff like I that mean, yeah. some <laughs> of that's ridiculous yeah. but some of the travel expenses and things like that i mean yeah, are, yeah. are things that kind of have flown under the radar when people think okay scholarship you're like okay you go look at your university's website and figure out what in-state out-of-state tuition is and it was like that's merely a fraction yeah. of the actual dollar amount that these kids are actually receiving uh be it you know financially or or just in in actual services themselves well and I, I athletes would... get a bigger chunk of that than than academics you know i had an i had an academic scholarship to go to western carolina university and i still had to get student loans to pay for yeah board books and you know, <laughs> cost yeah. of living,
4: things like that. I'll be, I'll be like paying mine yeah.
5: back for another five years.
4: That's, I mean,
2: that's the overwhelming majority of people in general. Yeah. Like, even mm-hmm. if you get the – which one is South Carolina, the hope or the life?
4: Uh, uh, I think there's life. Uh, both. I got Isn't it, life. There is yeah. Okay. There's a hope scholarship. Because
2: Georgia has – you know, I live in Georgia the last 13 years, and they have their own version of that. It's called something different in South Carolina, so I get them all confused. Um, but But even if you get that – and you've got to be like an elite student – Nobody's holding your hand. Nobody's writing papers for you. You got to be an elite student to get that. You're still the amount, the, the cost of it now is just insane. Yeah, it, it it's absolutely insane. And look, I I get it. This is this is what I've I've been doing this for a while, right? Whenever this conversation comes up, inevitably people just go. It's kind of like politics. They feel like they've got to go to their tribe, and it's the prisoner of two ideas. Uh, nobody is saying that college athletes. I don't even hear people that used to complain complaining about the compensation aspect of it. No. So the the whole the whole notion like, oh, but they're they're getting exploited and they're well, no they're, they're they're not they're doing fine and and the people that don't like the current system it's not because they're getting money all of a sudden it's because the way it is being distributed is completely off the rails. Hmm. So again, that's where I come back to. If the if the total let's just say nil allotment for all of college sports this past year was 100 million, I'd say keep it at 100 million. Okay? Go to 110 million. I don't care. It's not my money. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna keep some type, if you're gonna have any type of structure in this universe with these sports, there has to be some type of guidance with all of it. And you have none of that right now. No, you and have nobody. You have none of that right now
4: you don't even have anybody who's like really willing to even attempt to do it i mean like has a great point like at what point in time will the scholarship athlete become a thing of the past i i don't know if it will or won't I, you know i i feel like that's a really good question but but again i you know if if it because, if it becomes a thing of the past then then college athletics is over you, you're in minor league athletics is what you're in and mm. And Mike, like we're talking about the thing that gets all the attention, football. You know, what we're not talking about? Swimming and diving, equestrian, tennis. Like you know, like there's a whole other world to this, uh, that affects like less than the less percent less than the one one hundred millionth percentage of an athlete in the world. Like like it's what less than one percent of football players that go to the NFL. Well, there's only like a hundred pro tennis players in the world anyways how many of those kids are going yeah. pro you know what i mean so like you know i you know like i we're in a i don't know where we are and i don't well, know where I, we're going i'll but say this much
2: i'm and i hope we never do away with scholarships for all those other sports um i again i know families that have kids that play those sports and right and they do not generate revenue but it's the difference between those kids going to college and not it's the right. difference between those kids families yeah. Uh, trying to just pay off uh, stuff for the rest of their their lives or not, um, but I do recognize, and I I I will be more than open about this. While I support uh women's basketball, women's softball, again, I married a a, a woman who, who was a scholarship athlete. Um, I I am a big supply and demand person, and the, you, you can't convince me that the starting quarterback for the University of Michigan is not entitled to more money than the backup left fielder on the Middle Tennessee State softball team. I'm not going to apologize for that. Just you know, you've got lawsuits now saying, "Well, this should be paying the same as that." And the football players and the men's basketball players are getting this, and why are we? Because more people are watching. More pe- right. those sports make money. You lose money. This is reality. We're not. That's that's what – if we're going to – again, we're going to treat it like a business. Businesses deal in reality, and reality is based on supply and demand and revenues, and that is how compensation is doled out in the real world. So in the real world, if your sport doesn't make money, or if it's in the red, which many of them are – in fact, ones that are really successful, you'd be surprised, are the ones most in the red – then no, you're not going to get paid the same amount of money. You're just not.
4: the. Elephant in the room is women women's basketball.
2: I mean, that's if the people most popular, knew. It, 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 yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm not trying to be
4: sexist. Don't it's, get me wrong,
2: but you don't have to even say it's, that. Like it's, it's just it's reality. Like
4: of yeah, course it's, it's public yeah, information.
2: Right. Like, like yeah. w- w- it's it's a it's not said much, and I I think most fans are surprised to know it. But yeah, women's basketball loses money. I mean, even Game those Fox, teams that are going to Final Fours, they lose yeah. millions of dollars.
4: Carolina and loses look, like six
2: million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, UCon- Connecticut, Tennessee, yeah, I mean it's out there, and people are like, no, they don't, they, they can't, look, yeah, they do, they do. Well, but but the sellout. Well, look at the ticket prices for one versus the other. Right, it's right. not apples right. to apples. Right. Look at the TV revenue. Now this new contract, and I don't, I didn't see the D. I saw the, you mentioned it, Jamie, and I looked at the Pete Thamel uh, article quickly. I didn't see the the numbers on it, but I'm guessing it's greater than what it was. Because they basically got it initially. They've been running those TV deals for the quote-unquote non-revenue sports for bargain basement prices. So now they'll put more monies in the coffers, and maybe they won't lose as much money. Maybe a women's basketball team that flies charter, stays in great hotels, eats the same steak and lobster that the football and men's teams do, maybe they will actually turn a profit. I mean, I look forward to that day. The women's basketball uh, TV uh, uh, ratings came in for the tournament. Caitlin Clark had a lot to do with this, and there's no doubt. I mean, she is a a unicorn in so many ways. But they were extremely high, so there's that means ESPN has to pay more more money to get that. That means more money trickles down to the ads. That when they're writing all the the budget in the red, that maybe they can actually get the black pen out once or twice and go, oh, "Okay, yeah, we made 500 bucks this year on that. That's a cool thing. That's that's something because." When you're losing money on some sports, believe it or not, that could affect how much money you have left to spend on, I don't know, college football.
4: Yeah, I 100% agree. And as you pointed out, you know, and and there's the sweet, great, phenomenal, talk about somebody who would have deserved an NIL deal, Meredith Taylor, uh,
2: golfer at South Carolina, um, you know. Uh, y- no, you are cool. also. She just chimed in on Chattero yeah, and Quantra, We will have Jay Billis back on J C Morgan. Yes, yeah, he was great. I don't agree with Jay on everything, but he he's very opinionated on this, and I respect his opinions. I think he's right on right on a lot, and some stuff I I don't agree with. That's okay. Reasonable people can disagree on this matter.
4: No, they cannot. You know that. You know better <laughs> yes. than that. You're canceled. It's I gotta over. have oh. a hot
1: take. I'm gonna yell and scream. Yeah, ah! sure. yeah, you son of a you sick son of. A, tell if,
5: everybody to go to their corners, Mike. That way we can right, those, right. me you know, yeah, yeah. give you You're a disingenuous
2: a point of view that I really don't even care about. But I gotta yell and scream and make you sure that you feel like I really care about it. So here it is.
5: That's right.
4: And then I'm gonna, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go sign my next contract, which, by the way, is primarily based around nil. Uh, in, in the real oh, world, right? God. But yeah, hey, look, you are what the market says you are. Uh, and if there's if Meredith Taylor when she played golf at Carolina, someone came along and said, "I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars well, to market our our sandwich shop," and it was legal. Guess what? That's what that's that's, that's what nil is right there. That's what that's what end. true nil. That's like, nil. Do you, that's who's
2: it. who's the gymnast at LSU?
4: Yeah, uh, Olivia. Sure. Moore. Done. Olivia Dunn. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, done, I mean yeah, okay. It, but you 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 basically I mean you basically knew who I was talking about right off the bat. Yeah. She's making more money than a lot of men's basketball and football players. Yeah. And I got I've got nothing but love for her. I mean, good for her. She has a Martin. and by the way, gymnastics for the people that actually watch that sport, they swear by it. I mean, it it's it is Dude. it's one of the most highest rated things during the Olympics every four years. Yeah. It is. She's making so money. The, what is it? The Cavender twins, the two basketball players. Say, yeah, the, the twins of Miami
5: last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, NIL. Yeah. they're
2: making, and I say, God bless them. That's that's true market value. That is true nil. Yeah, that is what nil. And that, I always said this when you. when this whole thing about nil and true market value was coming. We what we are doing is not nil. We are we we are in a payroll system. And it's not based on uh, name, image, likeness. Because quite honestly. Most of these players that are making that kind of money, like they're not, they're not quite big enough to to have a business get return on investment there. Now you can kind of piecemeal it together and be creative with it. And who wouldn't want to have their name on this? That, but but we're not dealing with true nil, true supply and demand. What we're dealing with is just buying players. And as <laughs> long as we're okay with admitting that, I'm fine. But. <laughs> I mean, I knew this is what it was going to be. I've said it on J.C. and Morgan three years ago, four years ago, five right. years ago. So this is what we were headed toward, and it was ne- it was never about true market demand. It was about we well, got a lot of TV money. You can only improve the weight room so many times. Let's go ahead and buy players, and that's what we're doing. We're buying players, and then we're poaching players, and we're tampering with players. <laughs> we're, we're doing it all right now, and then if a player wants to leave. You got no contract and go ahead and say, Screw you, I'm out. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing.
4: Uh, look, it, you know, again, we'll leave it at this because then we gotta hit a break. But that's that's exactly right. If you're a quarterback and someone offers you five million dollars for one autograph, uh one signed baseball, they can turn around and do something with that's 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 NIL. Like if you want to really get back to NIL like nobody's saying don't pay the pay the guys. That's not what I'm getting at. You, you want to get to NIL, what the whole conversation was initially about a few years ago, it's very simple. Get rid of collectives, put the transfer rules back in place, and allow the actual universities to have the NIL department and help these kids, when they get to school, be able to get the best deals for them. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. I mean, like, it's really that simple. Like, that's actually the answer. But, you know... You, but we're nowhere near it. We're nowhere near it. and Because there's nobody running the sport.
2: Well, well, there's nobody running the sport, even if you have enough brass to – I mean, Greg Sankey has pretty much hinted at a lot of this, and he's tried desperately to get with other people in the sport. And again, it's not the NCAA that runs college football. It is the conference commissioners that run the sport. Uh, yes, they answer to the school presidents, but uh, it's not some office in Indianapolis that's really controlling much of any of this. It, it's it's the we used to call them the five families. Now we're down to four families, and pretty soon we're gonna be down to two families, Tony Petiti of the Big Ten and Greg Sankey of the SEC. And they're gonna to try to get enough people to agree to to have some type of guidelines and guardrails to make this thing uh, run a little bit more smoothly. not take food off the plate of the athletes, but to make it run a little more smoothly. Which right now it's not doing. We don't. We kind of block all that out when we're watching the games, right? Like I'm not going to be thinking about it when I'm watching Washington and Michigan in the national championship. I wasn't thinking about it when I was watching Michigan Alabama in a classic when I was one of the 32 million that tuned in at some point. Um, but when you're when you're reporting on the kind of stuff that we do year round, you're forced to think about it, and fans are forced to hear about it and go, well, "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" Well, right. what's going on is you have no structure in place whatsoever, and the NCAA got tired of getting dunked on in court and finally took its ball and went home and said, fine, you guys deal with this mess, and here's where we are.
4: It is a, it is wild. There's no doubt about that. I know where we are right now. It's break time. When we get break back, time. I'm going to give you a, 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 a little bit of a snippet of where Lamont Paris is in year two based on the entire history of the South Carolina basketball program you'll want to hear that right here on Inside the Gamecocks this show
7: the state farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you
2: contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today
1: the screen, and it goes to Brewer, 20, 15,
2: 10, 5, touchdown Brewer, his second of the day,
1: pitches it to Brewer, turns to corner, touchdown,
0: number 3
3: of the afternoon.
2: Hey folks, it's Mike Morgan for Ryan Brewer Fence. That's right, you know the former Gamecock legend as a terrific college football player. Well, I know him as that too. I also know him as the guy that runs a great business, one of the best businesses in South Carolina. How do I know that? Well, for one, I'm actually a client of Ryan's. I had my home in Columbia done years ago, and his crew did an outstanding job just as he does For everybody else, whether you're in the market for a fence, railings, columns, or anything in between, their craftsmanship, their experience, and service, second to none. Ryan Brewer Fence has over 15 years of experience with consultation and installation of residential and commercial fencing and railings. Rest assured, your job will be done With an unparalleled level of expertise, and it's done on time, and they do it right the first time. Again, you're not going to do any better than Ryan Brewer, Ryan Brewer Fence. The website is ryanbrewer.net. Set up an appointment today. Tell them Mike sent you.
1: My company is Billy G's Carolina Barbecue. We are based in Columbia, South Carolina, and we have two lines of sauces and a spice rub. I mean, when people try our product, they know it's a gourmet product and it can go on any type of food. It's not surprisingly delicious. It's expectedly delicious.
7: The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson
2: for your personal price plan today. This break is presented by Billy G's Carolina Barbecue, the state newspaper's 2023 winner for Best Catering, Best Barbecue, and Best Food Truck. Visit BillyG'sCarolinaBarbecue.com for all of your catering needs.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, here it is.
4: One forty. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks of the show, Mike. It is Power Hour.
2: It is Power Hour, and again, we always thank our, our thanks our thank. <laughs> Too much caffeine or not enough, I don't know. We always thank our proud sponsors, including Gary Patterson of State Farm Insurance, located in the Midlands, Gary at GaryPatterson.net. Uh, sign up today. You'll be glad that you did. Believe me, I've learned the hard way uh, what it means to experiment with uh, – other avenues in that regard as uh i continue to uh deal with a uh, another company on my car insurance because i couldn't get gary to represent me for my georgia car that's the only reason why but i still have another policy through gary and very thankful for him we talked about ryan brewer and of course uh on the subject of the fab five Salsaritas. while well, we're getting hungry here uh if you're in the midlands man oh man uh check out suki over there at one of the two locations, he's either going to be at Lexington or West Columbia. He's the hardest-working man in food, and uh, he'll be at the Colonial Life Arena on Saturday. Remember, Ritas is there for your appetite as you watch the Gamecocks battle Mississippi State in the SEC opener. You'll see him. You can't miss him. Uh, harass him, if you will. Get a picture with him. We'll post it. Uh, Suki likes to be uh, out there, if you will. And he'll give you some good food, a smile, and uh, say hello as well. Speaking of which, the uh, Fiesta Pack—it's never, it's never a bad time to tailgate or get some great food, no matter what your line of work is. Maybe uh, you got a big company outing and you want to have food sent to you. Suki and Salsaritas can take care of all that with uh, either a simple phone call or by going one of the, to one of the two stores. But uh, Jamie Henson, proud listener of ITG, he went four and one on the fab five and believe you me four and one was not easy to do because most people missed on uh a combination of things Uh, alabama a lot of people missed on alabama a lot of people missed on texas a lot of people uh missed on uh, the, the one nfl game we did 49ers ravens a lot of people went with the 49ers remember that was like the worst game of brock purdy's career And the Ravens' defense, which is, so I mean, stout, really, really stout. Um, I saw them firsthand calling a game a month ago against Cleveland. They're ridiculously good. So uh, the average was probably like two and three. We had very few people go over 500. Uh, Jamie, congratulations. You, sir, have won a fiesta pack, courtesy of a different Jamie. I don't think you all are related that I know of. But I Amy. went four and one too. So I was going to say yes, Ganey's but we—you
5: went four and one as
2: well. That's oh, you're okay. That's there's That's the bragging it. going on
4: now. <laughs> we word, in the word of words of my friend Corey Boyd, I am back like cook
2: crack. There. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that as a drop. That and Matthew Thomas going got to got to keep the team crunk. Oh, yeah. Um, we would play team. earth, wind and fire, let this groove and a loop, and then just have Matthew Thomas going, got to keep the team crunk. Yeah. It was a very entertaining thing back in the day. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Jamie Hinson, not Jamie Bradford will be in touch, uh, to get your prize package courtesy of Suki and Salsa really great. A conversation on a subject that never dies. And that is the overall structure of, of college athletics. Um, Just reading over chat row, I'll comment on on one specifically. Mike, you want to be our AD. I'm for it. Jared, thank you, but no thank you. (laughs) I know what these guys go through. I've gotten to know a lot of ADs well, and I'm going to tell you something. Yes, they do get paid better than ever, but the amount of headaches that an AD has to go through now, no thank you, no sir, no how. And if you noticed, they usually don't last long, either burnout, or just forced to move on. Whatever the case may be, um, it's a it's a tough racket, man. It's no longer just like hiring coaches and arranging travel. <laughs> There's so much more that goes into it. And if you're not willing to spend a ton of time away from your family, um, it's it's not the job for for you. That's what so much of that job is nowadays. It's it's raising money because without money, you can't compete, especially in a league like the SEC. So uh, I like the comment, Jared. I like where your head's at, but I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to decline on that if the job ever comes open and they are foolish enough to offer it to me.
4: Well, there is a job that is coming open today, and it's in the upstate. Uh, I want to uh, send a very special congratulations to a uh, a great listener of ours. I don't know this person, um, but um, JC uh, sent me a message this morning. We received a message from this guy. His name is Mark Anderson. And uh he has uh been we're very popular in the logistics. Uh, huge it's uh in huge demos
2: in the in the logistics um, category, yeah.
4: Well he's been a UPS driver for forty years and today he's retiring. Oh, that's uh he, awesome. his route has uh yeah. last sixteen years has been in very tiny but very beautiful Lamar, South Carolina. Uh, where a couple of great Gamecock athletes have come out of over the years. And um, he said that um, in the afternoons he uh, he turns us on and uh, we keep him from being lonely. So anyways, at the end of the day, we, we certainly appreciate that. But more importantly, uh, Mark Anderson, uh, to you and your family, congratulations, 40 years working uh, for UPS. We, we hope you find other ways to keep listening to us or watching us. Uh, but most importantly, um, the fact that you've, or get to retire that is just wonderful news so congratulations to mark anderson
2: he'll be listening to the uh, itg show with a pina colada with his feet up and just enjoying his best life good for him
5: yeah yeah he's married he won't he'll have honeydew lists a mile (laughs) long when you stay at home i want this done and then you better hope she's retired too because if uh, she's working, then you're cooking dinner, man. you got everything coming your way. No. Wow. <laughs>
2: this, this became a counseling session for the Molinax family. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, I, only, <laughs> uh, That's right.
5: Therapy. The therapy counts with Mike Morgan every uh, yeah. Thursday. Yeah,
2: book
3: it.
5: <laughs> uh, I'll have Dino on D, D- next Money.
3: Week. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> how, how big of a pain in the rear end is Phil? Tell us can about you, it.
5: Can you read oh, this? It's because- only a three hour program. <laughs> this is a,
2: a coffee
4: mug my mother in law gave to me for uh, Christmas. To my dear son in law, I didn't give you the gift of life. I gave you my gorgeous daughter. Thank you for not selling her to the circus. I know how tempting that option is. Some days, love your mother-in-law. That is fantastic.
2: That is fantastic. Oh, a mother-in-law man. with a sense of humor is a very valuable commodity. She gets it, you know. And she's, you know, she gets
4: it. I've never wanted to sell Carrie to the circus, but I've thought about, you know. Never mind. All right, moving on. Uh, Lamont, be careful.
3: Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Hold on.
4: But this is a public forum. Yeah. Uh, Gamecocks, uh, and I know we got one more break we need to slide to in just a minute, but really I was, I was doing some research on this. Carolina with the chance to open one another this weekend against Mississippi State. Mike, you know the history of Gamecock basketball well. You were their voice uh, for, a, what, over a decade, I guess now. Um, in the SEC, nobody has ever finished in year two over 500 overall. Which should tell you that nobody's ever finished over 500 in league play either. Matter of fact, nobody has ever won more than six games in a year in their second year at South Carolina. And, and Darren Horn did that in his second season. They finished 15 and 16, six and 10. Everybody else, Steve Newton, Eddie Fogler, Dave Odom, Frank Martin, you know, all those guys, all of them had just five wins in year two of their tenure at Carolina. In addition, nobody has ever made the NCAA tournament in their second year at South Carolina, Gamecocks had not made many of those anyway, so that shouldn't be too shocking to a lot of folks out there. And back in 1988, 97 or 87 88, George Felton has the best record of all time in year 2 of the, his tenure being the Gamecocks head basketball coach, 19 and 10 in the metro. Yeah. Lamont yep. Paris is 12 and 1. He is seven wins shy of tying that. He's got 18 opportunities to do it in the regular season. Of mm-hmm. course, eight will break that if he can get there. And if he wins more than six games in the league, he's done better than every coach that ever came before him. The guy that went to the Final Four, the guy that took him to two back in the 90s, and so on and so forth. So my, my point here is th- this: this these these next 18 games, There is a lot that can happen, and Lamont Paris' name all of a sudden shoots to the top of a lot of lists at South Carolina that aren't really that good. Good names, good coaches. Probably should have never fired George Felton for what that's worth. I've had a
2: lot of people tell me that, yeah.
4: But, I mean, here's a guy who all of a sudden in year two, one year ago today, everybody was wondering, why on earth was he here? Why did Coach Tanner still have a job in the whole nine yards? And we'll see what happens. we got 18 games to go. We'll judge all this at the end of it. But so far, he is really, really ahead of schedule uh, in year two at South Carolina. Nobody's ever been this far advanced in their second time around.
2: I like that um, that trip down memory lane. I, I'm just thinking in my head, and I'm, I'm pretty familiar with all those scenarios. Um, and by the way, to be fair, or I don't know if this is fair or not, but the the Felton situation is a little complicated, right? We know that was that was not a on the court decision, if you know what I mean. There were mm-hmm. there were some things uh, that were that were baked into that uh, decision. Unfortunately for Coach Felton, um, Eddie took over a mess for Newton was not going to win. Remember, this is this is all before the portal. Right, you, you, you couldn't just rebuild in a year or two. Uh, but, I, you know, Eddie was certainly a quality coach. Didn't like to recruit, but a quality coach. Um, and then, then came Dave. Dave inherited a pretty good roster and right away went to the NIT championship game. Uh,
4: uh, yeah. Golly, that was his first, first year. That's year. That's his first, first year. year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But then they took a step backwards mm-hmm. and then... And then in year three or four, like I, I've made Wait, the this tournament. analogy before, you yeah, know everybody's like, ah, it's not going anywhere. What what the hap- What happened to our basketball program? We just won the SEC, and now we got this Odom guy. And then they made it to the tournament with a bunch of guys that were not high recruits, to be honest with you. Um, and then Dave uh, probably hung around a little bit too long, for being honest. Um, and the same AD that extended him. Had an ocean of quality candidates and hired Darren Horn. Darren Horn inherited a pretty damn good roster and went to the NIT in year one, uh, got smoked by Steph Curry and Davidson. I called that game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my last Gamecock basketball game on the radio. Uh, and then the Darren Horn experiment, just everything that could go wrong and everything he could do wrong. And I think Dar- I've, I know Darren fairly well. Um everything if he could do things over differently, he would do a ton differently. Because he sure as hell didn't do it right the first time. Um, but that was really a job that was I don't think Darren was ready for that at that stage. And uh it was a questionable hire when Eric Hyman made it. So so Darren Darren Horn gets whacked, and then you bring it Frank Martin. And Frank had great success at Kansas State, took him to the NCAA tournament four out of five years, I believe. Yeah. Um and uh, Frank takes the job in Columbia, which kind of was like, huh, what? And once again, uh, that was in, in orchestrated in part by Eddie Fogler, who Eric Hyman didn't know much about basketball coaches, so he just leaned on Eddie and stroked Eddie a check, and Eddie came up with candidates, and uh, Frank had a magical year. And those two, first two years, I don't hold against Frank at all. That was a total rebuild Uh, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, the resume is going to say one tournament in 10 years, and that in a Power 5 school, that just doesn't keep you around long. So now we're on Lamont Paris, and when Lamont Paris got hired, uh, there was a lot of who's Lamont Paris, much like a lot of mid-major coaches, and then you had certain media members that were still kind of, they, they had a nice relationship with Frank, and they wanted to tell you that Frank should have been allowed to stay for more years and, and keep going. And that was a mistake. Uh, and who's this Wilmot Paris guy? Well, Wilmont has a chance to prove everybody that doubted him wrong. And, um, and I think and, and just getting to know Lamont, uh in a short amount of time, he's very bright. He knows how to coach. He's got great pedigree in Bo Ryan of Wisconsin, back-to-back final fours, beat Kentucky 38-0. Um, He just had to get players. Nobody was going to win with that roster last year. Nobody. The fact that they didn't finish in last is a miracle. Um, So moving forward, the NIT to me would be a huge accomplishment. Honestly, Jamie, I'm not that greedy. Uh, The NIT would be a huge accomplishment in year two of Lamont, but you're certainly right in saying if they can just hold their water, go around 500 in the league, that resume is going to be good enough.
4: They'll be in i it. if they're if yes. they're nine and nine, they're in uh, they're they're twenty one and ten. and I mean, maybe you need to win a game in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. but that would help i I, I don't see how twenty one went because not nine, you're gonna have plenty of q one and q twos if you get there. so well,
2: and that's what it comes down. the whole total because remember like Dave Odom had teams that won twenty games that didn't go to the tournament that that whole number of twenty games that people used to use as a standard, you can kind of toss that away now because it really comes down to the quality of the wins and were you good enough to win games away from your home court? Right. Or are you just a home court darling? Um, they, they, it, it's, it, the win total matters, but it's it's who you beat as well. But if you go to your point in the gauntlet of the SEC and go 9-9, nine and nine, uh, some of those nine wins are going to be pretty damn good
4: yeah they're, they're well,
2: that's they're what I'm saying i think
5: I, I even think there's an argument for seven and eleven assuming that you don't lose the wrong games the way the system's set up to still yeah, or shots, or eight to on and the ten or play in yeah 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 mm-hmm.
2: like it like if you go to Rupp arena again and win that's gonna that's gonna buy you some extra you know cachet with losing because that's such a that's going to be an r p i boost of epic proportions if you go on the road. Uh, I don't even know what all their road games are. In fr- I don't have them in front of me. But do they play at Arkansas? Do they play at Auburn? Yeah, they uh, do. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, these are going to be resume. Do they play well, at they Tennessee. Play, that's
4: what I was saying earlier. Uh, January is you got to go to Alabama and Arkansas in January. Yeah. I uh, mean, you got to go to Auburn in February. You got to go to Ole Miss in February. You got to go to A um, and M in February. I mean, A and M. You know, it, it's sitting at nine and four. Don't get no, they're dangerous. by. That. Nobody
2: wants to play them. Yeah, nobody. I mean,
4: look, look who their four losses are. I mean, like yeah. you know, you're talking about a top twenty FAU team, a really good Virginia team on the road that nobody can ever score over fifty against for whatever reason <laughs> that is.
2: Uh, Pack Memphis line defense.
4: Houston, that's who beat A and M. I mean, A and is good.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. If you can steal a couple on the road, hold. You're not going to win. Look, I'm not predicting this team's going to go nine to zero at home too many difficult games. So chances are yeah, you're you're going to lose a game or two mm-hmm. at home. So you, what does that mean? It means you got to steal a couple on the road. Yeah. And good that's what good teams do. Uh, mediocre teams don't, good teams do. So uh it it's going to be a lot of fun. I I think at bare minimum people will appreciate cuz I know a lot of people haven't even turned on a game yet. The non-con is still football season and it's like, yeah, I mean, I want them to win and I'll check the box score and I'll Listen to the guys on ITG talk about it, but I'm not I'm just not dialed in yet. Well now you probably are. Uh you will I think you will appreciate how they play the game. I, I think there was a lot of raw, raw shoddy basketball that was really hard to watch that's been played in Columbia over the years, honestly. I, I don't think you'll have a problem with this team with that. Are they gonna woo you with their talent and raw athleticism? No. There's going to be more athletic teams. There's going to be more talented teams, Um, but I I think they're going to be a a tough out. And I think teams with great guard play, I can overcome a lot of things if I got great guard play. Does this team have a? Yeah. Does this team have a lot of great like this whole thing about seven footers? Just this is not 1987. Like stop, stop, stop focusing. Bigger is not better. Whether it's the NBA or college basketball, you want really good guards and some really good wings. And if I can get a rim protector that you know won't hurt himself when he runs up and down the floor, great. But I don't need points in the post. That's not the way the game is played for the most part. I mean, look, if you got Shaquille O'Neal, then great. But you don't. So there's other ways to win games. And I'll go to battle with Michi and Talon Cooper. And I'll go to battle with Mac playing bigger than he actually is. As as a versatile kind of three and four, uh, with an occasional play in the five, I'm I, I, You can do worse than that. You can, and then you know you've got the studi kid who's streaky, but when he's on, he's a, he can stretch the floor and hit threes. And and the the one kid I haven't seen much of, uh, the freshman that was hurt. Everybody calls him by the initials now, right?
4: Call Murray Boyles. Yeah. C- yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. CMB. Like, C- I can't wait to really see him. And, again, I'll be doing the game against Missouri in, in late January. But I, if he's as good as people tell me he is, what an added dimension that'll be.
4: Oh, uh, well, there's no question. I mean, and and uh, he's he's a guy that uh, – and I know we're running out – t- we're, well, we're at the end now. But he's a guy that – who – Mike more than likely is going to be in the starting lineup here soon. Right. And, and 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 you talk about him, you talk about Zachary Davis, you know, both young guys who are you you mentioned the word athleticism. Well, watch Zachary Davis jump out of the gym. You know, he he's he's one of those guys who when you watch him play you're like, "Whoa. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. This guy's got he's he just has to continue to grow into it." Uh, I'll, I'll give a quick shout-out to our our buddy Matt Anderson who hosts the late-night Gamecock show. If you go to the Big Spur, it's titled on the uh, in the message board, South Carolina in the NCAA Tournament. Phenomenal, phenomenal breakdown. I mean, just fantastic. Nine times,
2: right? Nine he, times all time.
4: Well, he's talking about what's left on the schedule. Oh, I got you. What's left on the schedule, the opportunity that's there. Yeah. And it's really phenomenal. Watch out, Whittle. Be careful now. Uh, he may, it looks hey. like he might be gunning for your job. This is the, a, unbelievable stuff. The, the Conan O'Brien
2: people. of of the Chief Sports Network. Yeah, late night. The David Letterman of Chief.
4: We might actually no, maybe, we, maybe we'll squeeze him in tomorrow. Four, four. He's get fourteen as it stands right now. Fourteen of the eighteen SEC opportunities are Q one, Q two for the Gamecocks. Yeah. There's uh, it's, and, and 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 three of those have a chance to move up into Q two if not higher as well. From
2: q3 so and and as i mentioned yesterday that's that's not going to fluctuate much because no. we're now full-fledged conference play so everybody's just beating everybody up so where your conference rank is and where your net ranking is it it's not going to dramatically change after wins and losses the way it did in november december so you can look at that as good or bad doesn't Depending on how you look at it, but you still got to win games, and we know that. Right. It, it doesn't; it's not one hundred percent on the net. That's a guide, but the net is a good thing for SEC teams right now because yep. it's 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 it favored quite well in November, December, a number of quality wins, and not as many just gut wrenching losses like you know. Forever, Carolina fans will remember the Stetson game because that probably cost that team a, a chance at the Big Dance. You don't have many of those. You don't now Mississippi State has one. They had one at home. Um I just forgot who it was.
1: Uh Lamar? No, Southern uh, um,
2: one of the two. S- Either, well, I think it was Lamar. Southern. No, Southern. Southern It was Southern. Southern okay. Southern. Yeah. Because yeah. it was yeah.
4: right after they got beat by um by somebody in the ACC. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech.
2: They lost, yeah, they lost at Georgia Tech, which is not a bad loss, but the but certainly they let that the home thing linger. one.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: they let it linger and they had that game won. They blew it in the final few seconds, but I'm going to tell you right now, like Mississippi State's a tournament team a year ago under Chris Jans. They've got almost everybody back. So, yeah. since I won't talk to you guys the rest of the way, I'll just leave you with uh, it's going to be a uh, in my opinion a very competitive game. Mississippi State is extremely good on the glass. Tolu Smith is a problem for just about everybody when he's healthy, which apparently he is now. Um, but they're not a great shooting team. I think Carolina's a better shooting team. And, uh, again, I think Carolina's backcourt will hold up against most of its competition in league play this year. They
4: combined 25-1 and one at the top of the SEC. The two teams are named Ole Miss and South
3: Carolina.
2: Who would have thunk it? And Ole Miss is serious about basketball now. They're spending – they got their new arena. They're spending NIL money. They spent a bunch of money on Coach Beard. (laughs) She touched my leg. Okay, kill him.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Example of, you know, like the Clampets. Like when that SEC money hit, you know, it's like – what are we going to do with all of this? You know, <laughs> yeah. like we're moving on up in the world. Uh-huh. Higher length. You get you a big name coach, you know, and then next thing you know, you're making waves on all, all fronts.
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, Texas and Oklahoma, pretty good at the sport too. when they enter it next year.
5: Oh yeah. They're not
2: bad. They're Not bad.
5: Yeah. That's a question right. I have for you next week. Mike is who's the first to, uh, the to the big six wide open, uh, the sec crown
2: will somebody
5: horn their way into the cabal
2: are we oh we're talking football now again yeah
5: yeah yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just, yeah. well to i think mean
2: about. i think sarkeesian's got it i know they lost obviously in a big game but i think sarkeesian's he's cracked the code in austin like i think they're going to be good for a while with championship good i don't know but they're going to be good and oklahoma will be good i think texas will just be better
4: They'll be good till the Gamecocks walk into Norman next year. That's right, damn 65 it. 65 to nothing. Right.
2: That's exactly. Old you heard it here animals. first. Oh, and the man animals, with the BOC one cap. One. <laughs> oh,
4: all right. We are. Uh, I need some
2: chicken cock bourbon after this you, session. You
4: yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Luckily, I'll see you uh, guys hopefully what, Monday. If I've, that's, dry, uh, I've dried out since Monday.
2: Yeah, well, whatever you got. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only one. Knock on wood. I've got no, no. Got,
4: I haven't gotten sick. I Maybe thought do. you tested
2: positive for the flu. No, no. Wrong, Jamie. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh, the other Jamie. <laughs> ah. Two mics, and Jamie. It Here was, I was. That, that is confusing. <laughs> I was like, man, Jamie Bradford, what a pro, man. He's got the flu, and he—I couldn't even tell. He sounded so good yesterday. Okay, I take it all back. I mean, you're yeah, yeah, no. you're not that tough. <laughs> I'm
4: still the average guy, yeah. You're still the
2: average guy with the That's average it. immune system. Yeah, right, you're not right. that tough. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, but most of the party got it. Uh, if I'm healthy Monday, after calling uh, Jaguars Titans, I will uh, look forward to being back with you guys and and breaking down that. I'll definitely be watching that uh, Carolina Mississippi State game for sure.
4: Going to be going to be a blast, Mike. Safe travels this weekend to uh, Nash- Nashville. Is that yes. where you're going? Yes. Vegas, uh, baby. Smash, Smash City. Uh, tell Patrick Davis we said hello, hello, and best of luck to you getting out of there alive. It's another place <laughs> that will uh, drown you in the bourbon if you're not careful. No
2: That's doubt. right. All right, guys. Have a great rest there of the
4: week. Go. Yes, Thanks, sir. Man. There you go. Power Hour with the great Mike Morgan, brought to you by our friend Gary Patterson and, of course, Ryan Brewer. That's everything here. Driven by Love Chevrolet. For Phil, thanks to John Whittle, thanks to all of you, as always, and again, congratulations, Mark Anderson, forty years retiring today from the UPS, uh, from UPS up there in the PD area. Wonderful news for him. Good news for all of you. We'll be back tomorrow at eleven. Can't wait to kick off the weekend right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barn Co. and live from the Signorama Studios.